welcome back to another exciting episode of Loss of Lieutenant. I'm your host, Kevin, and on tonight's show, I'm joined by a very special host. Say hello again to... Val. Val! You're back on the show, mate. How are you going? Indeed. Uh, well, thank you. No, thank you for having me on. Um, I assume this is a pity invite after what you've done to me recently, so... Um, yeah. Well, I mean, at least with you on the show, we get to discuss both sides of the game we had together. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So on yeah. tonight's show, we will be discussing the uh, new tag raid demo uh, revealed by CB on their Twitch stream, uh, where we got our first glimpse of the gameplay. But first, we'll check in with our hosts as we normally do. So Val, what's been happening? What's uh, What hobby and games have you been having lately? Right. So a bit, bit to cover. So uh, we've been very lucky in regional uh, uh, Victoria where we haven't been in lockdown as long as um, inner city Melbourne. So we were actually playing face-to-face games until maybe uh, a week and a half ago or two weeks ago now. Um, and basically we did a couple of things. We did a little deathmatch uh, game, which is very similar to Tag Raid. So we did the one um, where we it was four of us and we all had like one model and we all kind of played. So watching the tag raid video, uh, we actually got some ideas for like our own homebrew rules and yeah, so it was very similar feel and that was really fun. Where Besides, did you where did you pull those uh, rules from, by the way? Were, were they just made up yourself? We pretty much made them. Like what inspired the uh, to us to do the deathmatch is because. We would just like towards the end of the night, it was too, like, too late to have a game, but too early to go home. So it was like it's either you pick up magic and you, you know, you lose your deposit on your <laughs> house, or you uh, basically you find something to do with Infinity Guys. So I listened to Bostra recently and how he's been explaining how they came up with tag raids. Like it's something people used to do a lot with Infinity in Spain. And I'm like, to be honest, we did that with Melbourne a couple of times as well, where we like did these little um, three on threes or these little. Um, little like skirmish games with homebrew rules and then i'm like i wonder how hard it'd be to make up the rules just on the fly so we did it that night and we we actually got some real success um one of the locals chris has been helping uh, all the locals have been helping grow this community in geelong but chris is uh kind of even made it into a bit of a google doc and once we kind of finalize once we're happy with it we're going to share it with like the victorian community and see what you guys think so right. it's been really fun yeah, right, it so it, so it's uh, is it like uh, it's not so it's not tags that you're uh, you're no. dashing with no no so um, without I don't know we can go into a bit more detail later if you want but basically it's one trooper using spec up rules with about seven uh, experience points for now but you can change that to whatever you want everyone starts with a pistol and then there's panoply uh, crates all over the board and then right in the mid center of the board there's a metachemistry uh, panoply thing right and to do the spawns, the way we de- determine spawn sites, we do N3 airdrop rules. So we, we use the template, the circle template in the middle of the board, roll a D20, that scatter somewhere, and then you get like five uh, five spawn sites around the map. And oh. yeah, so so yeah, there, there's a couple of things we've done, um, and there's a couple of things we've learned from it, and we'd want, we want to implement and try different next time. But yeah, that was the main uh, hobby I did before. So main, yeah, main games I got in before lockdown, and yeah. then since lockdown, obviously you and me partaking in the tournament, uh, Ben's tournament, where I played you round one and I played Russell round two, which yeah. I'm happy to have a chat about as well. Yeah, yeah. cool. Let's just quickly back on that deathmatch thing, because so it's kind of like I, you know, when you talk about everyone gets a pistol, I'm thinking of like old like you know Quake or <laughs> Golden Eye, Perfect Dark type of thing where you just you know go find stuff, get a rifle, start shooting things. 
And that's exactly um, how it plays. Yeah. It plays like an FPS, yeah. but with infinity, right? And it's so cool because um, you get a, everyone starts with a pistol, so you go hunting for your gun. And then once you get it, right, uh, you're trying to like you're trying to get the kills, and there's AROs, and there's and you can get meta chemistry uh, as well, so you can kind of change your stats a little bit as well. Sure. It's, it's it's really fun. And then Chris added a module, which is which we we're going to try later on. Is there is I think in Counter Strike, there's a game mode where you have to win the game. You have to kill somebody with a new weapon every time. Oh, so you start with a pistol. Like once you kill, yeah. So once you you start with a pistol, once you kill somebody, you get to the next weapon. And yeah, and then basically it it rolls through until you get like up to the missile launcher, and then the last weapon's like explosive close combat weapon. So it's ah. the first one to tick off all the tick off the whole list, um, wins sort of deal. So, so yeah, there's there's a lot of cool like game modes which you can borrow from current F- FPSs, mm-hmm, right? And mm-hmm. you can kind of apply to it. Um, so yeah, you can anyone who's played Quake, I'm sure a lot of play, people. Are probably older to play Infinity, so they probably play Quake, Unreal Tournament, Counter Strike. Any like little game modes you th- you can think of that are done in there that are fun, you can probably apply them to Infinity on that on that scale for a fun for a fun, little fun, I don't know, casual session. Which which is obvious when you think about it. Infinity is so malleable, and I think um, Gutierrez said that many times when he was on White Noise. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I just had to plug one noise. Um, but yeah, but basically, yeah, so Gutier, uh, Gutier and like other people said, you know, it's very like it's very malleable, the rule set. But because ITS is so good and the game's so good, that's all we've been playing. So yeah, no, that's that's true. And I, I guess, not, yeah, I, I mean, I've been um, speaking to some of the older veteran players from Melbourne who've dropped out, like Chris, and, mm. and you know, he used to love playing uh, like yes. streets. He used to love playing um, narrative style campaigns and na- narratively driven tournaments. So talking to him again has kind of reignited that um that kind of desire to like do what you've just described and, and just have like a bit of a ball and and really you know see how far the rule set the the rules of infinity can can go into creating these like these kind of wacky or cool game modes that are that isn't yeah that isn't ITS that's it's cool yeah, he was the one who used to have the – yeah, Chris Strait's a perfect example. He was the one who did those one days where he had everyone over and he'd like custom write like the mission, like the whole three missions and he'd link them up. And then he'd even, he'd even did a doubles tournament, uh, double doubles day where like the, on the third mission you like pair up with a buddy. Mm-hmm. And so you both bring 200 points and then you try to get off like, I don't know, whatever the scenario. Well, I do remember the scenario. But yeah, it was it was awesome. And like, it's very malleable and it worked all. Yeah, all I still, I, yeah. I mean, one, one of my, one of my um, goals, I guess, in Infinity are, are, is to run like a zombie apocalypse type, you know, style day. Where you know oh, you go. just got to um you know because I've got heaps of like zombie models from various other systems and and you know basically survive the zombie apocalypse like you know everyone gets a trooper and and you just have to like you know get yeah, on a six awesome. by four table and just survive as long as you can get as much loot as you can and you know awesome. either either choose to team up or you know kill each other to try to be the you know to to survive until the end of the game type thing. Yeah, for sure. And you could like you could like put the flash uh flashlight mechanic in where basically Ooh. if like you as like a kind of like same as going prone at the start of your order, you can turn on the flashlight and then it illuminates things within eight inches. Oh right. So, so like a fog of war type thing where you actually can't see what's going on on the table. 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. So you can do little, I don't know, like, that's just off the top of my head. So you can do something like that, or you can have like camera markers, which are like loot. And then when you turn off the fl- turn on the flashlight, you flip them over and see what they actually are. But some of them might be zombies or, or, or right. right? So, so all of a sudden they, you get a task. So you could, you could do so many like different things, right? It's just. Well, uh, yeah. Well, no, I mean, that, that sounds like a conversation that we should have, have in more depth for, for uh, another time, but I think it's. Yeah, good, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so you said yeah, you, but- did you see you getting some, some hobby in as well? Yeah, so me and Dean are working on the table by BP Laser. Well, to be honest, it was Dean and Chris who really started the project, but Chris hasn't been allowed back in the house because of um, – not because there's anything wrong with him or he's done anything, but um, it's, it's, it's not like he did a reverse kanga in the toilet or anything. But no, it's just because uh, lockdowns obviously means we can't have visitors. So me and Dean kind of picked up the slack a little bit. Uh, so working on the table by BP Laser, it looks pretty cool. Um, it's going to be good, and I'm still working away on my Mora. So what's the, what's the theme of the table? Theme, it's like a train station. So, oh, I've um, seen that. Yeah, I've seen that BP laser oh, okay. uh, table before. Is that um, did he did uh, you buy that from somebody else in the community? No, um, Dean bought that ages ago and oh, just right. sat under his bed for a while. And then he started playing Infinity. He's like, you know what, I might as well make this. So, right, yeah, that was good, excellent. And then, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so and then you've been working on your your painting your Morats as well. Yeah, my Morats is getting uh, getting done uh, slowly but surely. Um, yeah, I've got base colors on pretty much all, all my Morat models, which is which is really cool. Um, so just about highlights now, and it really depends which one I feel like working on on the day. So yeah, it's been good. Uh, mm-hmm. So tell me about um, tell, tell me about your games. You said you had you've had a couple. Yeah, so um, uh, we'll discuss ours because in great detail. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> I also had my round two game with Russell, so I've been running so more round. So round two. So as a bit of context, we uh, were supposed to have a t- in person tournament uh, at the end of last month or end of August. 20, yeah, yeah, uh, something like that. But um, obviously, lockdown hit us here in Melbourne. The, the Sydney sneeze came across the border. And uh, I thought we're not going to get political, Kevin. It's not political. It's just it's a fact. It's a fact. It came from Sydney. I was meant to ask: Are we a left-leaning podcast or a right-leaning podcast? Well, you right, and I yeah. on the on the on the on the cast. We'll we'll just keep that one under a hat, shall we? All right. Fine, so, no problem. Um, <laughs> Let so, so anyway, uh, Ben. Any ivermectin, by the way? No, okay, I, got, no, I, I, no, I haven't, no. haven't, haven't found. Let's like, come on. Let's just not. All we're right. not turning this into the Joe Rogan experience here. All right. just stop it. <laughs> Apologize. Just fucking stop it. Um, me out straight away. Yeah. So we're going. Where the fuck was I? Oh yeah. So we were ha- gonna have a real person tournament, but then lockdown hit. So uh, Ben, who was organising it, turned it into an online TTS league instead. So uh, every two weeks you play around three three rounds, six weeks, um, and the the three missions are firefight season season vaccinate, which is a custom mission by that Ben made, and the third round is supremacy. So you played your second round game against russ um which was uh, season, right. season vaccinate so the custom mission do you want to give a little bit of a uh, context around that mission because it's um well, obviously most of our listeners won't have heard of it before yeah for sure so basically um it's a mission ben design i can go through the how the mission works if you want or do yeah you... i mean yeah just give, just give us a I, I mean i guess the easiest, easiest way to describe it would be a, a blend of supplies and a masking yeah, absolutely. That's right. So you got the three, uh, three panap or three crates across the middle of the t- table. Each one has AstraZeneca because we don't have any fires in this country. <laughs> uh, so, so basically, you have to uh, get to the crates, pull out, um, pull out the vaccine, vaccine, and then 
each. Oh, sorry. One thing I missed is both players deploy three HVTs. Yeah, like 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 an unmasking. Yeah, like an unmasking. Exactly right. So you get to the vaccine, uh, vaccine. You pull it out, and then you got to uh, jab one of your enemy's HVTs for two victory points, and you get one victory point for having the actual um, vaccine. And then there's one classified, so it adds up to ten if you somehow work out how that works. But it does. So. Six for stabbing the three guys with an injection and th- three potentially for having three vaccines and one for having the classified potentially. So, yeah, it's a really good mission, to be honest. Um, yeah, I think um, I think on Maya cast, I think through Maya cast, I think they mentioned that CB are doing um, – CB are doing the uh, customizer mission. I think that's Ben's right. Yeah, it. so they're up, yeah. um, they're new up at home because their last one was like you know build a build an army and paint mm-hmm. it at home, and now they're seeing as no, there's a competition, a mission competition, which we will, um, which I well, we might as well plug it now. Actually, yeah. So you you sure. CB yeah. until the twenty second twenty second of September are running a, a custom mission competition where if you win, you get some vouchers or something like that, and it might even make it into ITS thirteen. Uh, although I don't know how it could make it into ITS thirteen because ITS thirteen will have dropped by then, so maybe it won't get into ITS thirteen. Because we're right right leaning uh, podcast, let's just speculate that they've already made it. And this is just a big publicity stunt. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I guess it, this, this is this is just a way to um, you know stretch your creative muscles and and build a building custom mission. So Ben has entered the season vaccinate into the um, competition, and I agree, it's it, it's a good mission. It's a little bit. Um, uh, uh, it's difficult. It's, well, no, I mean, sure, but just oh, sorry, to, I didn't. No, I mean, I. I, I the mission context aside, the context is a little bit um, tongue in cheek. Um, yes. Yeah, and it's, it's a little bit, some people may be a little bit. I mean, I know when I saw it, before I read the mission, looked at it, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, Ben. Like, we've had, I've had enough of COVID related jokes and I don't want to play a COVID mission. Although, the biotech war, yeah. Uh, although I get. True. Although I get like it's it's kind of about you know vaccinating people, so it's not you know bad, but at the same time it's sort of like, Ugh. but uh, you know that that aside, I agree it's it's actually quite a good mission. Yeah, you know it's quite really quite challenging because the thing is, you want to get to the thing first, but then you also want to you got to get then you got to get to the opponent's HVTs. It's it's so you gotta it go is, past yeah. halfway, but if like if you get the thing out first, then you got to either retreat back to safety, otherwise you're just gonna uh, get get lit up. It's yeah. It was a really difficult mission. Um, so. It is. It is. It is difficult because it's like in supplies. You know, you're you're. If you go first, you t- you generally you know go and grab like as many boxes as you can. Fuck off back to back. deployment zone yep. and like set up a firebase. But you, if you do that in season vaccinate, then you just have to go back into your enemy DZ to do the vaccination. So it's kind of like yeah. say that's that blend between unmasking where you want to get into your DZ mm. into your opponent's side of the table and start, you know stabbing fools with syringes but if you yeah. do that then you might end up losing all your all your dudes so um yeah it's it is it's challenging from that point of view no really difficult maybe imagine that though if we if somebody from australia or ben did win it that'd be two missions from australia one obviously his countermeasures was made by mickey ward oh yeah from queensland right and imagine yeah so come on australians uh let's while we're all in lockdowns, get your creative, uh, you know, hats on and submit some missions. We'll 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 get into that because I've got a couple of ideas for missions that we can discuss. But if you do want to just uh, quickly go over your game with uh, with Russell, any any yeah. sort of just kind of give us yeah. like yeah. you can sort of say who who played what, what the armies were, um, sure. some highlights and some takeaways. 
for sure yeah so basically i played morat um i <clears throat> yeah so basically i played morat i went first against russell who was running um invincible army he ran basically i remember his list quite well where it was five man link with a hideout multi specials uh, as a level 2 sniper two evo remotes should have been plenty of indication what was coming um two, two flash poles two evil remotes <laughs> two evo remotes okay a Daoying uh, Lieutenant, a Moang with NCO. I said two Flash Pulse bots, and there might have been one other thing, and three Lujing drop troops. What What of the three Lujing were they? One Spitfire and two Specialist multi-rifles. Mm. How'd the game go for you? Yeah, as well as you think. Actually, what was, the, what, was, what, was, what was in your list? Uh, so my list was uh, basically, my list was a Kornak Harris with a Kornak a Paramedic um, Vanguard and a Suryat HMG. Um, H, uh, HMG. So that's uh, that. I had a Q-Drum with Plasma. I had an Engineer, the Kurgat Engineer. And I had two Ecodrons, an Evo, a Rassiat, a couple of Dahis, a couple of um, Crackrots. Crackrots? Or crack. Crack, crack, so how is it, Kevin? It's 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 Crackot. Um, oh, okay. it's, not yep, the, it's not the Saiyan. It's not Kakarot or Crackarot, crack, 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 whatever it is you're trying to say. I'm sure somebody on this podcast would disagree with you, but that's okay. He's well, not here, so he doesn't get an opinion. <laughs> No, anyway, yeah. So I had two uh, two crackots, and I had a um, a Dadarazi as well, but none of that mattered because on my first turn I didn't do much except like advance up the board. I had a Zerat killer hacker, by the way. So that so the only thing that I did turn one was basically advance up the board and get ready to kind of push on turn two because I just avoided his sniper and set up some aero lanes. And like the only thing he can really hit me with is the Moang, and I'm expecting one Lu Jing. Like I'm kind of ready for it. Turns out I wasn't ready for it. He dropped the Spitfire behind the Kornak link, killed Kornak, killed the uh, paramedic, and killed the Suryat all in turn one. <laughs> that's with, right. With the losing Spitfire. Yes, that's right. So he slaughtered me. And basically that was and he's turn one. So he killed he took away my lieutenant, put me lost lieutenant, and because I had Darkies and Nicodrons and Evos and stuff. I wasn't really benefiting from the Morat rule as much as I usually would be, right? Yeah, right. So I was genuinely lost a lieutenant with Morats. And um, yeah, it was a real... But So turn two, I had to drop my own Rassiat behind his Lujing to kill, to clear out the two Lujing that dropped into my back line. He dropped two? Yeah, so he dropped one Spitfire and then the other one just, just to really just break me mentally, I think, more <laughs> than anything. And But I managed to get rid of them. So the Rassiat came in killed his Spitfire and my Q-Drone took care of his other one because uh, he failed to kill the Q-Drone. That's why he dropped the second one. He tried to kill the Q-Drone, but he just couldn't manage because it was within 16 inches. And the plasma was just doing wonders for me. Right, yeah. So to my turn two was clear out the infestation. Turn His turn two was to do me more damage with the Moang. My turn three was with four orders. I, four orders in a lieutenant order. I use the Rassiat from my own deployment zone to Hail Mary uh, Eclipse Smoke Grenade onto the middle objective. My Zerat picked it up, the vaccine, and then stabbed one of his um, HVTs and vaccinated him for two points. So I ended the game with two victory points. And at that point, Russell had none, so he had all to do in turn three. And he basically 
had to deal with my Q drone because it was guiding two of my HVTs and the other one was way too far away. And he hadn't picked up the vaccine yet. So he had to get to my Zerad's dead body, pick up the vaccine, clear out my Q drone, clear out my Kurgat who dropped AP mines all over the shop around the two HVTs. And then and then and vaccinate one of the guys on a I think it was on a nineteen. He what's his name? So what he did is he dropped in the his last Lujing, the third one, to clear out the uh, the he cleared out the Q drone, then tried to clear out the mines and the Kurgat with the Lujing, but the Kurgat dropped the explode, uh, dodged the explode, and the mines took care of the Lujing. Oh, so the so the Lujing dropped in. Yeah, to and, try explode and, he, and clear uh, he that dodge dodge the explodey thing and then yep. okay yeah right all the mines that were in the area killed ah, the losing yeah and then right. so then he had to run his link team from like the sniper nest all the way to uh, all the way in and pick up a different vaccine and stab the thing and stab my um, stab my HVT whilst trying to avoid that carry gap. So mm. that was, it actually made it really close and intense. I, I was really happy with how close I made it, but he did win on the last sort of the game, which is the best way a game can go, to be honest. It's what just, did he end up? He ended up with five because he did. He did. He had two vaccines in possession. He uh, he he vaccinated one of my HVTs, and he did his classified. Yeah, so, right. What did you think of? Because um, I we, we talk about this a bit more, but what do you think about having classifieds in that mission? Uh, because yeah, probably are, not. Because yeah, there are three HVTs, and I think, and I'm asking. I don't believe there are H. There are classifieds. I'm pretty sure there's not. Um, yeah, there's. Uh, yeah, there might be room for that. There might be some good feedback for Ben. Um, yeah, so potentially he can restructure the scoring system um, to uh, to get rid of that um, uh, classified. So I guess you get points for having vaccinated more. Possibly, yeah, right? maybe, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how you would change it, but yeah, maybe the HP, maybe having the classified is probably unnecessary because it's such a hard mission as it is. Although, although I guess the, the classified does make the mission some some ways easier. If you if you yeah, you know, it's a tiebreaker. Yeah, if you get an easy to do classified, it, it could at least give you a point on the board. That's um, true. true. Yeah, right. Uh, um, but no, playing Russell was awesome. By the way, Russell's obviously uh, for those listening, he was was a big part of the Melbourne community and then he moved away to Mildura, which is like four hours from Melbourne. So uh, we no one's really played him for a long time. So it was awesome to see him, you know, still kicking about and that uh, still, you know, being well enough well skilled enough to um, put me to the yeah, put me to shame. Yeah, no, it's great. It's good to yeah, good to see uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a shame that he's he's uh, no longer in the Melbourne community. No, but yeah. it's good to hear that he's still playing Infinity and, and you're yeah, we're still able able to contact him or uh, keep in touch with him on tts actually he was mm. he was in melbourne before the lockdown i i played him that was the that was the game where that was a crazy game where i managed to um uh put his ulan unconscious from um critting him twice with a with a light shotgun oh, that's <laughs> disgusting it was so gross <laughs> no no it was it was it was one crit the first time was just a, a template I put templated him. He didn't respect it. He was like, "I'll just pass that armor save," and he didn't. And the second time, he was like, "Okay, I'll I'll shoot you this time." And I thought, "I'll just I'll just roll the dice and I crit him." And he was like, "I'll just pass these armor saves," and he failed them. And he was like, "Well, that's an unconscious Ulan." <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, but I was. Yeah, oh. I, I do love playing um, uh, Russ. Nah, he's, he's, a, yeah, he's, he's, awesome. he's, he's a great. He's a great guy. I'm scared to face Ivan uh, Sabami actually. Um, and like the chat, Melbourne chat's been saying. I think hackers. Like 
well, you need hackers in this edition. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You you were saying you you feel about. I what? think. Uh, so in the 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 chat, the Melbourne chat's kind of been after been saying recently that I think hackers are really important in N four. Yeah. And I think after facing like I, I haven't faced Invincible Army recently. Oh right. So you didn't, you didn't respect the need for having hackers. I didn't respect the need for hackers, but yeah, I think. Right. But I think anyone, yeah, I think in this edition, if it, whether it's a tag, whether it's Invincible Army, or whether it's a pain train, hacking's your best way to kind of slow them down or stop them. And the fact that you had two uh, two wicked runs on the table as well, like all you would, needed is is one hacker, even just a vanguard hacker just hanging out in the back, then that would kind of prevent, you, you know, it would, it would give the Lu Jing less places to drop into. I'm sure you mean this as constructive criticism, but it's really not coming across. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't take much to to have a hacking having no. hacking presence. In no, the no, you're absolutely right. Yes, no, I only, had, yeah. <laughs> I only had a killer hacker though. So no, you're absolutely right. As soon as I finished the game, I'm like, if either if I had one fucking hacker, like both those losings would have like had a much harder time. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Cool. All yeah. right. So we also had a game as well. So we, you and I, played the round, the first round of that uh, of the tournament. Yeah, um, that was, that was good fun. <laughs> It sounds like you say that with a heavy heart. Like, what, what's going on? What happened? What happened in our game, Val? Do you, um, or, do you, do you, or do you want me to talk about it? What do you, what do you, what do you please, want? Please, I think I've talked enough. I think, yeah, you can provide. Um, yeah. What sure. did I say? The, win, the winners write the history books? What is it? Is that the same? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's something like that. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm in the same uh, league as Val. Um, I didn't actually know what to take for this league because I didn't know whether or not to play like a like a meme list or a serious list or whatever. So since Val, you were my first, you were my first opponent. I asked you, and you said that you wanted me to play Rama because you haven't played them or you haven't seen them often, very you know very often. And I haven't played Rama since I guess the beginning of N four, when I had a little bit of success with them. So I thought, yeah, I'll go back. Um, so you and I threw down in round one, which was firefight, and I had a so my list was. A Gulam core with a Gulam missile launcher, Gulam NCO, two, uh, uh, Gulam missile launcher, Gulam NCO. Jeez, I should just bring up the uh, the list, shouldn't I? That would probably be a better idea. Um, you just want to tell, you just tell me what your list was first while I look. Oh, yeah, no problem at all. Easy. So my list was uh, a list I've been playing around with recently, where I've got two Sograts. Uh, one with a full bark plus one burst, and the other one with AP HMG as lieutenant. Um, and then I also had my Q drone with plasma because I'm trying to get that to work. I had two Krakots, uh, one of them being Kendrit. Um, I had two Datarizes, three Garkis off the top of my head. What else did I have? Um, yeah, Dr. Worm. I had Dr. Worm, that's right, Dr. Worm with two bots and uh, I think two Icadrons as well, one or two Icadrons. It was, I can't draw. It was like an Icadron. It was just the one Icadron you had. Yeah, yeah well, one Icadron. And, and, and an Evo. And an Evo, yeah. And it was, I was trying to psych you out that I had a Rassiat because it was a 14 model uh, list. Yeah, yeah so was, actually, yeah. A little bit, I, want, I want to talk about your list really, really quickly because it was, it was very, un, well, it was very, va- it was very you, right? Yes. It, it very not, I wouldn't really regard it as, um, it was a Morat list, but it had no links for a start. Right? That was the first thing. Yep. And we were playing Firefight. So going into the game, I was like, well, he's definitely bringing at least one Rajat. Why wouldn't he? Mm. And of course, yep. you rock up with an Evo hacker and a 14 order list. And I'm like, well, here comes the Rajat. And you didn't have a Rajat. You literally just had 14 orders in your army, which is which is awesome. Like, I love that like level of psych. 
it was, it, yeah, it was yeah. the whole idea was meant to be like uh, to do the uh, mental, like uh, the mental. Uh, play the mental game that you know because well, you forced me to like, turn around you forced me to like to have everything facing the other way that was that yeah was, and, you, and you forced me to do that for like two turns yeah that's 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 right because the thing is it's like the noctifier like why wouldn't you bring it like it's it should be there like like if it's not there it's like the opponent's almost doing them a disservice so you have to prepare for it but yeah i was seeing if i could capitalize on that but i just don't think i went hard enough turn one against you to uh to justify your oh no you went first no so you went first against me i went no. first yes yeah, yeah, you went yeah first. i was i was pretty determined to go first um not just because of the mission but because um rama rama suck at going second and mm. um as we'll get to i'm also trying to practice um alpha striking more because i am um. the kind of player who prefers generally prefers to play kg uh generally right. prefers to play gorilla same. Like like guerrilla tactics, um, you know, strike the you know strike when the opportunity is is you know is the easiest. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, don't don't rest too much. Go for the objective and and yeah, don't 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 push myself too hard. So, running Rama is a good, I guess, a reasonable way of practicing an alpha. Um, mm-hmm. I did want to mention about your Evo um, though, mm-hmm. because he wasn't completely useless because you did have two Sogarats there. Yes. So if you were worried about hacking, you could just put firewall up on them and they like you know two BTS nine um, heavy infantry. Yeah. Um, is, is nothing's happening to them mm-hmm. so that was that was, he was there for that and as well as the um either oh, the, the q drone as well or the q drone yeah that q yeah. drone plasma is something i'm really trying to get just i'm just i'm just keep putting in the list until it does something where i, I just see I, i'm just going to keep putting in the list same as uh kendra until i see them perform and just so i can get an idea what they can they do when they when you know the stars align, and then uh, and that's when I'm, I'll make my judgment if you know they're actually worth keeping or building. Because like, I think in, in our game as well, is it had you gone first, I think Kendra would have been a prime example, like a prime um, uh, tool to um, mm. to cut me because I she has total immunity. I had like flash pulse bots up in ARO, so she would have just waltzed past all those and get on gotten into my. Um, like my my core and my Harris and just like pull them to pieces. So yep. And I had smoke to cover her advance f- for days. I had two Dairazi and I still. Oh, and I had the um. Oh, the Osnat well. sensor as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah. So you um, had quite a few interesting, like unlikely. I wouldn't say unlikely picks because again, we're we're talking to you, Val. Like you know, yes. no, nothing. Nothing is out of off limits when it comes to you playing games. I'm, I'm still doing that challenge from a couple months ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> you are a walking malign profile challenge yeah, that's what you there are you go. No, that's right. um yeah so I, I guess we'll um so uh, now i've got my list uh, yes. up um i can tell you because i was about to tell you my list from uh the other night i played so which mm-hmm. is not the same list so uh yeah so it's a gulam core so gulam nco uh light grenade launcher gulam missile launcher three nafatun light flamethrower one of which is my lieutenant uh, and Yara Haddad, so that's a six. That's a six-person link with a missile launcher, um, as a sort of you know soft, eh, you know ish mm-hmm. aero piece. Uh, NCO for smoke for Yara to shoot, um, and then three Nafatun light flamethrowers because I feel like for the extra point in certain missions they're better than having Gulams because the light flamethrower is more dangerous for an no. assassin piece to come at you or a tag or a two wound heavy infantry. Like you know they're gonna come around the corner and be like. Uh, you know, they could be like, oh, I'll take, I'll tank two shotgun blasts, but not I two, don't know not if I'll two take two light flamethrowers. No so, and also their grenades in a, in, a, in a pinch are really good if you do want to force that face-to-face because it's still a blast template. They have grenades. They have grenades as well. And they're Fizz 11. 
So in a in a in a five man link, they're Fizz fourteen throwing grenades two you know two dice on um, on fourteens oh in seventeens yeah fourteens if they're in cover and if you, they do hit then it damage thirteen and they don't and they take away your cover bonus oh. and also it gives you some spec fire opportunities if you do have to like I don't know like you know for example you maybe have pushed the link up or or your opponent has, has, yeah. has put something on a rooftop you know you've got that opportunity so um so anyway yeah so that's a, a that's a Five man link with a with a with a spare Navaton. Um, I had a Mokhtar Harris, which was a Mokhtar Red Fury, Mokhtar Viral Rifle, and Mokhtar Hacker. I decided not to take the Doctor in this one because we're playing firefight and having specialists is a bit of a liability. But yes, I wanted to, but I wanted to take the Hacker um, for pretty much the same reason as you mentioned because having hackers is really handy, mm-hmm. and also because there's still three classifieds in firefight. Having a hacker there means that I'm more likely to to be able to accomplish whatever classified I get, I draw. Um, and then rounding out the first combat group was a Nahab Red Fury, uh, sorry, Nahab Parachutist with Red Fury. And then group two was three Fanus Flash Pulse Bots, Carmen and Batard, and another Nahab Red Fury Parachutist. Um, so, yeah. These drop troops have been the fucking bane of my existence <laughs> recently. <laughs> Yeah, so... two games in a row, I just got demolished by drop troops. And as my saying goes, uh, I'm gonna um, trademark this: drop troops never lose your games; they only ever win your games. That's that. I think I agree with that sentiment entirely. Um, so I guess some some highlights I like to, I like to sort of talk about on on about this game was um, because it's a 16 inch deployment zone, and I was going first. My Mokhtars with four deployment plus four inches were able to deploy on the 20 inch line, which means pretty much everything I'm shooting at is in my good 24 inch range band. Mm-hmm. Um, but you counter deployed um, a crack op on a rooftop lo- overlooking my Mokhtars, which I thought was excellent. He was he was prone, but if I were to walk past that that uh, crack op, you could potentially dodge, stand up, and then be able to, and then kind of threaten chain rifle templates on my Mokhtar Harris, and probably mm. and probably be able to hit more than one model, which I thought mm. was quite nice. The um, other thing I was thinking is, the obvious place you were going to park them at the end of your whatever you did with them turn one would be around that building. That building, in the so, middle, yes, exactly, yeah, it was a good. Now I could just spec five grenades onto you. Worst well, case was, scenario. Yeah, it was it was good because it was good because it threatened me in my active. I I couldn't leave him alive in my at the end of my turn because, like you say, you could just stand up, spec fire grenades. You could run down the stairs and just start having mm-hmm. a you know field day on my Mukhtars. So, um, you know, had to take that guy out. So that was a good that was a good placement. Um, I was actually worried that you might have had a killer hacker Zerat because that would have mm. really been a problem for my hacker in that link. But yep. when and when you didn't put him down, I was like, "Phew," because that was definitely a weakness on my part. Um, yeah. The other thing I thought was because um, I went first, obviously, so I didn't know what you were running, mm. but because I knew that there was a potential that you would take the Yaoga sniper, MSV yes. two plus one burst. All three of my Fanus flash pulse spots were they're up for ARO, but they were covering really small, like short fire lanes. Cause we were on quite, I would call it a fairly dense table. It was fairly dense. Like yeah, it was, w- it, it was a lot of shipping crates and, and, and those uh, code one buildings, mm-hmm. which it kind of cut the lot of the fire. Like, like if you were on a building, you could see a fair bit, but if you're on mm. ground level, you had a lot of places that you could um, just, you know, just duck and dodge and dive and not really take too many arrows. 
you really have to look for the long fire lanes. Like yeah. you have to look the down, look across the map, and yeah, um, and it's a lot easier with the TTS, obviously. But but yeah, you really have to look for it. It wasn't obvious. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so when yeah. I when I had to point my fan out, I was like, well, I don't want to leave these three up here in Aero for your yoga, your your perspective yeah. yoga, just to be like bang, bang, bang. So yeah. all three of those went like on the ground floor, and by the end of the game, all three of them were still alive, which was excellent yeah. because because it meant it gave Carmen pretty much you know five orders every turn just to go and do whatever she needed to do, yeah, be it like throw smoke, you know, run into CC. She didn't end mm. up doing that much, but one thing that was really fun that she rolled for her booty was 8-4 move, which at yes. first which at first I was like, ah, oh, fuck. But then I was like, wait a minute, she can just dismount off her motorcycle and continue moving 8-4 as an S2. And she can go prone and move 4. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, which was- is just ridiculous when you've got, a, you know, a chick who's like excellent in close combat, has smoke grenades, Fizz 13... And is moving eight inches around with like a a, a synchronized dog. Yeah, um, yeah. I was like, oh, this is this is nice. This is really sweet. Um, so that was that was great. Um, mm. Yeah. What 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 about you? Any t- takeaways or highlights from that game? Well, one of the highlights is I Kendrick. I I threw away Kendrick a little bit too easily, and. I probably she didn't. was she was kind of in the middle and she kind of had did she have her butt sticking out or did you dodge her? No, I dodged it. I dodged out to kind of slow your attack with your um Mukhtars. The, the Mukhtars, but the Mukhtars, but to be honest, yeah. I didn't need to because they weren't going. They were going backwards the next order anyway. They weren't going to keep going forward. So and I was able to shoot um, you through smoke then as well. So exactly yeah. right. Yeah. I should just kept her. I should just kept her back. To be honest, I also had a classified net undermine which she could have done. Uh, within veteran, one order. As a veteran yeah, troop. Yeah, a veteran troop. But anyway, so that was a bit of a mistake. The other thing is, um, I think I should have valued my Q drone a little, little bit more because being firefighter, I knew troops are going to come in from all sides. Having that 360 just to guide your deployment zone, mm-hmm. so important. Um, and the only other thing was, I think my Sograts, um could have done a little bit more. I don't. I didn't mind their deployment because they had a really good crossfire. They, they were. And they, they were both, both deployed in the same flank as well, exactly. which, 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 which really just shut point. it off. But it really shut off that flank to me because I was like, well, I can't. I can't deal with one out with the Red Fury, let alone two. Yeah. So I need to spread them out a little bit, I think, and keep Doctor Worm a little bit more secure. So plenty of learning lessons uh, from that game. But but look, there was uh, yeah the, the what what what. Uh, yeah, I think obviously a Rassiat would have been nice. But going back to your Flashballs bots, um, one of the... Oh, I had some, oh, that yeah. was actually the other reason why I put them on the ground floor, kind mm-hmm. of not really... Um, it's because I wanted them to also um, watch for your Rassiat coming in as well. Yes. Because yeah, I, I didn't right. have... Because my Mukhtars were up. My Link team was like kind of huddled around a... Huddled in, in a, a building and kind mm-hmm. of in a corner... Um, I didn't really have it, you know. So there's there's lots of options for your Rajat to walk on. So the fan, the fanus kind of did double duty as as kind of soft arrow pieces, but also just watching yeah. for a Rajat. Yeah, the reason I didn't bring the Yaga is because I've used them so often since I started playing Morats. I know exactly how to use them, mm-hmm. so I'm like, oh, I, I kind of understand how you work. So that's why I'm, I'm just trying new things at the moment. Yeah. Um. So I know, and I thought I thought I had enough firepower to deal with pretty much anything I needed to, to be honest, without him. Except for except for two uh, Nahabs. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ, and they didn't die either. I just couldn't kill them. No, I know it's it's very. Um, the, my track record with the Nahabs has been like uh, patchy. Like sometimes they'll come on and absolutely like just alpha something, and then the next time they'll 
I guess it's like with a lot of drop trips is they'll sometimes yes. come on, do all the work, or they'll just come on and die immediately. Yes. Which yeah, and yeah. neither of these ones died. And by the end of the game, I think between the two of them, they bagged what was oh. it three three Gakis, Doctor Worm, Datarazi, an Ikadron, and a Sogarat, a Sogarat, and an Edrone between yeah. the two of them. And most of that was, was with just from the Red Furies. Except that was for, gross. Yeah, and the Red Fury getting that twenty four inch range band, you know, across your DZ. Just opened up so many um, fire lanes for me. It was it was awesome. It was yeah. No, they're so they're so nasty, so nasty. And, um, like, and because they've got that no winning cap shock immunity and they're immune to crits as well, just kind of means mm-hmm. that I can you can be a bit more careless, well, a bit more risky, aggressive with them too, which is sure. awesome. And they're just incredible um, in CC as well once they get in. But one of the things with drop troops, like he just takes one on like he crit and just stops your run. They're immune from they're, that. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking oh, like not that I even got any crits uh, against them. I don't think that would have changed it or anything like that. They didn't come into effect, but but that's just like that's just like something that's used to like that's like a real possibility. But they they they've got like a safeguard against that, which is which is huge, huge, which is huge. Yeah, and the last thing I want to say about that the the game that I had that that, that did throw me off because. Um, obviously TTS like I'm not great on TTS TTS like I, f- I find it very hard like you were saying that it's, it's easy to it can be easier to see long fire lines on TTS I find it the opposite I find okay. that with all the different the depth perception and the way I perceive stuff it's very like I don't know it's I just don't see things as easily as I do in real life yeah um, but one thing I did muck up on was I thought that your Q drone was an HMG, not the plasma rifle. Ah, yes, yeah, yeah that's And right, I remember because yeah. I, I moved, I, I was spending extra orders moving my Mokhtars into your sixteen inch range band to then come around the corner, and then you I go kept very quiet. Then, then, then that's a plasma <laughs> rifle, and I was like, oh, that's a plasma rifle. Do you mind if I just move this other Mokhtar like a couple of inches further away because I thought it was an HMG. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, no no i was like oh fuck yeah, this is yeah, bad you know yeah, no. i've just been and then i had to like i had to take the engagement and i had to shoot you in your good range band and it could have gone real bad for my milk thankfully it, it um thankfully it didn't nah you had pretty much the right answer for him right you had uh, you had burst advantage you ignored his arm you had msv2 and you had the smoke mm-hmm. so you had like all you had the like the, the exact fire for, uh the exact gunfighter you needed to deal with that problem so yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that and, and it worked out well, and like you should have won that fight, and you did win that fight, so that that was really good. But I just I just been thinking on the plasma, like it's so much damage. Mm-hmm. Like when it hits, it hits like a truck. Like I in my second game against Russ was the one where the my Q drone took out his losing like that one order, hit him twice. That's four saves. Like that thing just deteriorated in front of me so yeah and, it, was, and, it, and it'll ignore your armor as well, ignore your cover yeah, as well exactly. right because it's um because if you use the blast mode and then i'm just looking at as well lu jing okay no sorry yeah i was thinking do lu jing have z, uh, zero bts but no they are bts3 there, there yeah, are yeah, yeah. there's a couple of um units in the game that that look like they should have bts like i think the rajat's a good example i'm pretty sure he has zero bts or i think so like yeah that. i think two armor and yeah BTS, and it can really suck when you you know get hit by a nanopulsor or or, or like a plasma uh, and you're like oh why crap why? Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. I game. I game was good. To be honest, I, the only thing you didn't kill is my lieutenant, which was my other Sograp. Because yes. you kill my. The other cool thing with your Nahab is, they can kill anything between the Red Fury. Can kill any like, like light like, stuff. Light stuff. And if you want, you can de- like decharge me to the face, like you did my Sograp. Oh, I, I did, he, didn't, he didn't have the decharge. He had a viral CC weapon. Oh, I had the viral. Yeah, okay. the, the boarding but shotgun has a decharge. Yeah. But yeah, but, okay. but when you've got damage 
14 with CC, yeah, CC 26 or CC 29 if you mm. berserk and you're natural born warrior. Um, not bad. It does the yeah, it does the trick. Not Especially bad. if it's like it took a couple of took two or three orders I think to put the soggy. Yeah, down, I think but, three orders. Yeah, three yeah. orders. Um, but look, uh, so yeah, uh, they did all the work. I think it was seven nil. In yeah, the end, in the end, it was. Yeah, just my lieutenant who's still alive. He didn't really do anything though. Um, and look, to be honest, I like what they've done with Biotech Four and Firefight in the sense they've they've put three classifiers in both those missions. I really like that too. Yeah, to really balance you, the, like to give you two ways to play it, um, and you can kind of prevent the Alpha Strike a lot. I think using those zero G zones. You can oh, really yeah, slow I forgot the... the de- oh, I hate the compression zones, but... I actually like them. I actually like them. Yeah, look, I, I'm coming around to them. Um, I just think that they're, they're just... Yeah. I, 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 I get it. I, I, I don't like them, but I think your point that you made there is actually is relevant. Yeah. Because yeah. the thing is, using them, you can kind of secure your deployment. You, you, you can secure yourself from the alpha strike a little bit using them. And as long as you're conscious of the fact that people can come in from anywhere and you deploy accordingly, you should like you should be able to shield yourself from an alpha strike a little bit, even uh, a little bit, because that's one of the things with Firefight. It can be such a brutal mission. Because you can't because remember you can't put them in your DZ though. You can't, no. But you can you can kind of funnel where your opponent wants to go, right? Sure. And funnel them into your AROs I mean uh, to slow them down. Put it this way um, yes, you are right, but also there are some really effective alpha strike pieces with terrain tool. Yes. Who will just be like, "Thank you for that extra inch of movement," yeah. and also thank you for making your aero pieces burst one. Yeah, like a Sujan with triple heavy shotgun. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, I mean, uh, but like so you know, if you if you were that um, uh, high dow MSV two multi sniper and a, and a link, mm-hmm. and then suddenly you're fighting Achilles or whatever who's got terrain yeah. tool. And now you're burst one against his burst three. Like that's a much better engagement than burst four versus burst two. So, yeah, like, it's 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 um it's a double it's a double edged sword. Those things. Um, it is for sure, for sure. And yeah, I yeah. don't personally like them, but I like that CB is incorporating terrain rules into the game. I'd actually prefer if they. I'd like it. I'd actually wouldn't mind it if they kept them as being difficult terrain zones, but removed the sat zone. Okay, right. Just because I like the difficult terrain rules, but I don't the saturation zone. I don't mm. know. Like it just, I find it annoying. Okay, you think? Yeah, I guess. I guess maybe considering the how how they how how powerful some. Well, I guess it encourages running tags to a degree, and it can and because the things tags are going to be burst one anyway. In or arrow, arrow, arrow sure. And then if you have the stat zone. It just reduces the opponent's burst, so yeah. the tags don't really get hurt by it. Whilst no, um, would be standing stupid. a tag up an arrow if your opponent, unless your opponent had nothing better than you know a Spitfire. You haven't listened to Rob Cantrell, then have you? Uh, he's all about using the tag to slow the enemy's alpha strike uh, recently. So sure, um, okay. I have to love that. I have to. I think. I think I just gave that listen. I think that, that was on the Whip Twelve podcast. I think. I that think was, I just yeah. gave that episode a listen. I think he he did talk about it as a. Yeah. As an effective group two, um, yeah, uh, yeah, piece, but I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, but it's true, like, like, you you are right in the sense you leave a tag standing, it's gonna die, right, in aero. Um, so yeah, anyway, um, yeah, saturation zones, say what you will, um, 
I guess one thing with Firefight is that you can play the mission two ways. There's multiple ways to play. It's not just about alpha striking your opponent. You can do the objectives as well. Yeah. That's a lot of points. Um, I just want to quickly as well, because uh, I had my second game, I just want to touch on that yeah, um, before we before we move on. So last night, no, Tuesday night. Uh, yeah, Tuesday night I had a game um, against uh, Kyle from Canberra. Um, so funny, like we actually played each other when I went when you and I went to Canberra a few weeks ago. Or months ago, oh, I don't know how yeah, long ago it was now. Uh, at uh, Rob's events, um, so him and I threw down. He was playing Bakunin back then. And I was playing Shaz, mm-hmm. but then the, this this time I'm playing Rama, and he's still playing Bakunin. Um, and that was in the season vaccinate scenario, and that one ended in a three all draw, which was which was it was an excellent game. Um, we very very hard fought, very 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 tough. Um, some some uh, t- um, basically to give a rundown on his list. Um, he uh, Kyle is running this Bakunin list. He's trying to run it like this same list in every mission, just to try to like get the best out of it. And it's a great list. Um, it's four four moderators and a Riot Girl missile launcher, um, a lizard tag, uh, two Morlocks, two zeros. One of them's a hacker. The other one's the debt rep. Uh, Brand de Castro, uh, boarding shotgun, I think it was. Yep. Um, then he had a cool duo of uh, Riot Girl, Spitfire, and Avicenna. Um, I saw that which, doing work turn one. Yeah, yeah, which is cool because it's um, it's a duo, and so it's it and, and in Bakunin, if you want to fill that third member, it's going to have to be with like you know a twenty or thirty point model. So it's a nice way of kind of slimming down uh, 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 you know slimming down your combat groups. Um, while only really dropping a burst so I, I think that's I, I like that um, mm. and then he had a couple, couple of bits and pieces like a transductor zond and uh, I think that was it mm. yeah something like that um, and then I ran a very similar list to what I ran against you mm-hmm. the only real difference was I swapped the viral rifle Mukhtar out for the doctor uh, because we're playing season vaccinate so having a doctor is good uh, added a doctor into the core link instead of the nafatun um, and then I swapped the two Nahabs out for, um, I changed one into a killer hacker infiltration version because I want to give mm-hmm. the infiltration version a go because typically I always run the parachutist one. But the problem with the parachutist one is, you know, you don't get the order at the start of the, t- uh, start of the game. He has to come on from the sides and he's got like an eight inch gun. So you, you're not always going to be able to leverage those range bands. At least having the infiltration version means that you get the order at the start of the game and because he's fizz 13, you can over-infiltrate on a 10, and then you've suddenly got a whip 14, essentially two-wound killer hacker outside your opponent's DZ, who also has a submachine gun and an emitter, and is amazing in close combat. So I thought, And Cybermask. And Cybermask, yeah. So I thought, this could be good. And then the other um, Nahab was replaced with, with a Tuareg hacker. Um, yeah. yeah, so he, he he elected to go first, which was which was probably the right move because I really wanted to go first and do what I just explained to you. Yep. Uh, some of the highlights, uh, takeaway, some of the highlights of the game were I held back my Tuareg hacker as my reserve mm-hmm. because I suspected there might be a lizard or some kind of big stompy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so he put down the, his lizard and I decided to over-infiltrate my Tuareg with the idea of putting him like in hidden deployment right outside his DZ next to where the lizard was. Oh, wow. Um, okay, right. Risk. Huge yeah, risk. but I, I failed the role and he went back to my DZ, uh, which was fine. Um, what was another mm. highlight? Um, he And on his first turn, he kind of YOLO'd Avicenna and the Riot Girl 
straight down my face. I saw that because um, uh, I was I was uh, I was doing some ratings for uni, so I was in and out. But one thing I saw it was uh, that first strike by uh, Kyle where he pushed that duo. And when I came back, I saw Avicenna seemed like they were both gone, and I saw like the vaccine packet near uh, where one of your HVTs used to be. Mm-hmm. So I assumed he just yoloed her all the way to get the objective turn one. Yes, exactly what he did. Yeah, so he he um, he took out my like my Fanish flash pulse spots with um, right, the riot girl, which is great because she's got MSV one, so she just ignores their mimetism. Um, dropped my missile launcher as well, so you know basically killed all my arrows. And then went and um, yeah went went and got went and vaccinated uh, my HVT, which was great. Um, the cool thing was, as he was passing by my sort of my DZ, I was able to dodge out with my Nahab Killer Hacker, and my Nahab Killer Hacker also has an emitter as a secondary weapon. So as he continued his next order, because his next order was he was going to go and engage my Mokhtar MSV two Red Fury with his Riot Girl, but of course I now had eyes on him with my Nahab. So I um, was able to tank the shots from the Spitfire on my Mokhtar and um, isolate and immobilize his Riot Girl with the Emer, which was great. <laughs> which was great. It's like it's not so, you know it's one of those guns you don't often really use, but because of that, because I was able to dodge those inches out and get a line on them, that was that was good. Oh um, wow! So so you just stopped the Riot Girl in her tracks? Yeah, I mean he only had like one or two orders left anyway. So it wasn't really it didn't didn't really change much what he needed to do, but it, it changed what I needed to do in my turn, which was yeah. you know kill an immobilized riot girl, except for mm. the fact that he crit reset on the first order of my turn. So nice. I came came out with was my it, was that on a one? <laughs> yeah, on a one. Yeah, he needed oh, a geez. one because it's like minus nine for isolation, minus three for immobilized. So he needed a, a one. So I move out with my with my Mukhtar. Like I move out with my whole Harris, just like you know, real like. Um, real carelessly like nothing's in cover because the yeah. only thing I can see me is this riot girl yeah. and he just rolls a wand for his reset I'm like ah oh, fuck so I just <laughs> light him up with the red fury do one wound then yeah. have to spend the next order you know finishing her off um, yeah. he's 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 able to put a wound on my doctor um, but the great thing about Mokhtar's is he's got no nincap so he just healed himself back up with the next Aye. order so that's fine um, so that was that was a fun moment um yeah. the other do you think he would have done do you think it was from your point of view do you were you happy that he went with avicenna and just sacrificed her to get the point or do you or would you would you have been more scared if he pulled her back and set her up for turn two what do you reckon you would have found uh what would you because you often you know as you're the opponent you're like please don't do this please don't do this because that'll make my life like so yeah so i think um i think it was fine what he did because in the end it actually you know prevented me from winning but um, I don't know if I personally would have gone for because my, my my idea going in was not to do any of what he did. My 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 plan would have been to try and do as much damage to him as possible, and he did he did a fair bit of damage to me in that he did like put down a couple of. Um, he basically you know I didn't have a second combat group left, but they were yep. just fantasies, so I wasn't really too bothered. Mm-hmm. Um, so him going for that. For the for the points was it was kind of like yes and no like sure he got two points on the board but then he's lost like sixty points of models um, yeah that's what that's kind of what I'm thinking I'm wondering if yeah. he could he have could he have got the vaccine without going as far as he did and I then reckon, got back and, and then I reckon the he would have out? had enough he would have had enough point enough orders left he could have probably gotten back past his midway more, six two or the the rat girl rat girl and Avicenna to do as well yeah, yeah so yeah, the, right. the he could have there was a building in the middle. 
as well. So he could have potentially gone in there mm. and made my life difficult because he also had Bran in there too. Yeah, a lizard maybe, to watch over he, as and, well. and, a, and a lizard to overwatch as well. That would have made my life difficult. Um, because then what he did later on in the game is he used Bran to go pull pull the panoply in the middle, mm. which was great for me too. Because then now Bran's now Bran's revealed. I don't need to do a whip check if I want to take it from him. So I was able to kill Bran as well, and that was another kind of interesting play. Was he had um, uh, in my first turn, I'd killed one of his zeros, but in the process, he was able to put down a couple of EM mines. Um, oh, yeah. uh, that was kind of overwatching an an area. So in my turn, I then cyber mass my nahab who was then able to move move past the mines without detonating so them beautiful isn't it yeah just being like oh cyber mask blah, blah, blah. he was oh, able to like, get past so the mines nice. and then kill bran and um, he did he did get um isolated isolated after that he got where he needed to, get he got to where he needed to go to see bran kill bran and then got isolated which was fine you know because he could still get out of that on a five yeah um, but he did his job yeah, that's the thing. Like sometimes you need that assassin pace, right? And Cybermaster allows you to have that. Yeah. Because the do you still have the berserk? And berserk, yeah. So you have Cybermask and Berserk plus three. Yes. Yeah. So what the hell? So you can Cybermaster where you want, unimpeded. So that's that's sixteen inches on un- uh, that can't be stopped. Well, you can eight, move 16- eight, eight inches. Oh, so eight inches yeah, where you, you can't move. be interrupted. Yeah, you move, yeah. move. And then another eight inches where you charge. Oh, yeah. I guess that's eight. Yeah, I guess that's 16 inches technically, yeah. So 16-inch threat range where you're critting on 29 with a viral CD. What the fuck? That profile is disgusting. <laughs> oh, sorry. Can we swear in this podcast? Yeah, sure. Yeah, this is not white noise. Um, so uh, okay, that's, yeah. Uh, so definitely that's something I want to try, but it hasn't. <laughs> it's never, you're, it's never... you're playing the podcast as well now. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's never come up yet, but it would, it would be one of those really nice things to do for sure. Oh, that's um, disgusting. So, yeah, so that was a fun bit. Um, I was able to... So um, something interesting that came up was on... He moved his lizard tag to go and f- have a crack at my Mukhtar Harris and he he I think he shot it a couple of times I think I won the first face to face he won the second but my Mukhtar only took one wound and went prone and then he didn't he either forgot about it or didn't have enough orders to pull the lizard back but I was able then able to move my Tuareg up and because and unfortunately because in really un, <laughs> uncharacteristic hack fashion my stuff wasn't dying it was like going unconscious but it wasn't dying so i couldn't uh, move stuff because the tuareg was in group two so i yep. couldn't move it from group two to group one so all it had was his own order plus carmen john's irregular I order so i only had two orders and carmen didn't fuck all in this game because um he'd locked because the table was super open and i couldn't mm. really move carmen anywhere where the miss launcher wouldn't just like go Yep. So um, the Tuareg spent his spent his own, like had already been camouflaged, spent one order to move, move, and then the second order or the irregular order yep. to move and then get into within zone of control of the lizard. Yes. At this point, I was like, oh, what do I do? Because I was initially, I was going to total control. Yeah. And then remembered that I, if I total controlled, I then can only spend orders in the pool from the model that can total control it. So uh, there's no more orders in that pool. So there's no point doing total no control because yeah, then no um, Kyle next or next turn would just, just use command token. Mm. I mean, fair enough, it would use up his last command token, but it didn't feel like a great trade. No. Uh, the next option was to do Oblivion, which seemed okay because then in his turn, he'd like have to, he wouldn't be able to engineer oh. it. He'd be like resetting on an egg nine to try to do something mm. more than just two orders. That sounds it. like a player, right? But it, it didn't sound like it was going to do much for me in my own turn. So my third option was to Carbonite. Because if okay. I carbonite it, then he's resetting on a 10. But until he resets on a 10, he literally can't do anything. 
He just sits there and just sits there and vibrates, right? So I decided to go for the carbonite. Carbonite went off. Carbonite got through. Uh, the lizard is now um, immobilized. So then I was oh. a- then able to bring my missile launcher Gulam back up, like doctor, doctor and back up, and then move, like basically move the missile launcher along a along a walkway until yep. I got eyes on the lizard. That's I dealt with it. Okay. And then two orders later, the lizard was dead. Because thankfully... Ah, so it was, just, it was just frozen in time yeah, and then you just yeah. blowing it away with and the thank, th- Thankfully, Kyle, cool. Kyle failed both, like, you know, failed, like, you know, first you know first order, two shots into the lizard, hits both times, he fails his reset, he passes um, all but two of the saves, then I do it again, hit one time, he fails his reset again, thankfully, and then fails like another two saves and dies. Right. Um, right. So that you was, have to that, roll them in a separate order. If you rolled the armor saves first and the reset second, sounds like you would have uh, would have come out of that. But yeah, exactly. oh, that's yeah. Because because that one thing I was looking at that because like I said I was in and out again, I was just alt tabbing here and there, and mm-hmm. I just had the I had all the sound off. Um, so I wasn't hearing what you guys were saying. So I was yeah, just right. trying to make my own assessment. But um, I saw the lizard. I'm like, I didn't see what you had to deal with it really. I'm like, how are you going to deal with that lizard once he pulls it out? Yeah, I mean, outside of hacking it or um, uh, AP AP marksman from Yara or the missile launcher from the Gulam, that's all I had. Or, yeah, or I guess the yeah, yeah. the the, the Nahab could uh, Yolo into it as well. So yeah, I guess yeah. So you, yeah, you always have some options, right? It's just it's not an AP HMG I had. Like I had an exactly, AP, I had an AP marksman rifle. So yeah, which is not easy fine. Option. Yeah, not, but the missile um, launcher is still very serviceable. You know, when you have a BS fourteen, mm. um, damage fourteen, burst two, AP explosive, and they're not moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah and they're just and they're just yeah, exactly. They're not face to face in you. It's kind of like yeah, duck, you know, fish in a barrel type thing. So yeah, that was a really good game. It ended, like I say, it ended in a three all draw. And this is where I want to go back to the mission. Yes, which is because it's a custom mission. I never played it before. Both me and Kyle both fucked up the scoring. Like he he first of all thought that by um, vaccinating a civilian it expended the vaccine, but it it, it doesn't. Right, that it, st- would, yeah, it stays yeah, on the, it stays on the table. So he was like, "Oh, oops!" And then in my turn, I had the last turn because I went second. Um, what happened? So uh, we both had our, we both had our classifieds. Uh, he had done a vaccination and I had one of the vaccines in my hands. So at the moment it was a three, two to him. Mm-hmm. So all I needed to do in my mind was to vaccinate a civilian. And that would, that would give me four points because mm-hmm. I'd have one for the classified, yeah. one for the vaccine and then two for the civilian. Yeah. So I did that. I went off and vaccinated a civilian, but of course mm-hmm. in the process killed the model holding the vaccine. Right. So I went, I went up to down one. So yes. it, ended, it ended in a three-all draw. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. Because literally, Bran, you know, Bran was down. He had yes. a vaccine sitting next to him. All I needed to do was rather than go um, rather than go do that and lose the yeah. guy, send another guy to go pick up the other vaccine. It would have given me the same amount of points. Ah, yes. And I wouldn't have lost a model. And then yeah. on top of that as well, and something that um, Rob pointed out, which was a really good optimization i guess of my mm-hmm. of of how i could be spending orders because i did make some um executional errors in the game one of them was and i forget that you can do this right is you can pass you can pass supply boxes to different members of the yeah, team right so i had my doctor carrying a vaccine and because of the rules of vaccines you can't carry more than one unless you've got baggage yeah. so he was like okay i've got the vaccine and i had a hacker mukhtar in the link as well so the hacker mukhtar was like well i'll go pull this va- other vaccine from this box yeah right so but because he's not a doctor he doesn't get the bonuses so it's just yeah. one dice and a 14 so of course i roll first time 
roll an 18. Ah, okay, cool. Right, spend another order, roll roll 17. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, so I failed both times, which with that, yeah. at that point then forced my hand. I had didn't have enough orders to go and pick up mm. brand, brands in the middle. My only other option was to um, was to um, get the civilian vaccine, yes. right? Yes, yes, yes. So, however, had if I had, when I was moving that Harris up, rather than like move 6262, two, I could have gone move six, doctor passes the vaccine to the hacker. Yeah. Then when I got to the box, doctor then pulls the thing out of the box because I rolled a 17 and it would have passed. Indeed, and then, I would, and then I would have had two vaccines and then I could have gotten Brand's third one and it would have given me f- uh, four, four to his three. That's right. That's right. I, that, I wouldn't that, have needed to sacrifice yeah. anything, but at the time, because of the way the scoring was at a new mission, I just wasn't thinking about how to accomplish it. Which is, a, you know, it's an important thing to remember in any mission that yeah. people always forget, right? How you know how missions are scored, but mm-hmm. it's you know because I didn't read it, I ended up you know drawing when I could have won. Yep, absolutely. And you can get your full school report from Rob Cantrell's uh, uh, YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick, quick. He was watching that game, wasn't he? he quick was plug, yes. He was, he was commentating the game, and I did watch the his commentary the next day, and I was like, yes, Rob. Yep, thanks, Rob. Yep, oh, you're right, Rob. <laughs> yeah, no, it's ah, up. It's up. You can you can watch it. Um, he has cut like an hour out of it where I'm like dicking around trying to move a core fire team on TTS, which is horrible, by the way. I... Like I don't like playing. I think fire. most people who listen to this are pretty much used to it by now. Yeah, I um, don't like core fire teams in in real life, and I hate them even more um, moving them around, especially when you're trying to maneuver them around so that you you know to make sure everything's still within eight. Yeah. Um. I think I feel, and I mentioned this as well, and I've, I'll mention this to you, and I, I don't know if this will be something that we can. Trust me, um, no one else going to hear this. Well, <laughs> I mentioned this to everybody. I guess the community at large, um, on TTS. And and in real life, and I think in real life we give we tend to give um in real life, God, it's like it's like a different world, right? <laughs> I haven't fucking played in real life games for ah. um but when you and I are throwing down on the table in person, Val, if you're moving your link team around, generally speaking, I'm gonna stand at the other side of the board and just like let you do what you need to do, right? You're gonna say, I'm gonna spend an order, I'm gonna move this link team to here, this guy's gonna go to here, mm-hmm. link leader's there. You know, and as long as it doesn't look like you're doing any real jiggery pokery or, you know, fucking, yep. you know, stretching things out way past the obvious eight inches, mm-hmm. I give you the benefit of the doubt because I trust you and just do it right. Because yes. we're from Melbourne, we're not from Queensland, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but in, in, on TTS, there is this propensity uh, for people just to kind of essentially just hover over each other's shoulder. It's because they're bored. Like you're just waiting. You're kind of like yeah, on the computer. You're right there. There's like nothing else to distract. Yeah, you. I know. But yeah. it's it, it's and and it's fine. Like I'm not saying it's wrong yeah. by any means at all. Totally yeah. go ahead and do that. Yeah. But I think right. that what it means then is that it leads to this very, very like precise executional play, because can, yeah. and because the thing is like generally speaking, you know and I know that I can do this. Right. This is this yeah, can be executed. Yeah. I can get to exactly. where I want to get get to. Mm-hmm. So I should just be able to do it. But I yeah. can't just do it because someone's watching me and they might get confused about what I'm doing. And 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 and, and I'm not saying this as a defense of, of, at all to myself. Like I, I fucked yeah. up some execution because yeah. I was like, I'll move this guy first. Oh, wait, no, if yeah. I move this guy first, then he'll go out of the link. I'll move this guy first, then this guy. Yeah. And it leads to the kind of, um, it just leads to like sloppy, sloppy, you know, like, you know, just like 
bad shit happening. Yeah, it just um, slows it down. Yeah, for sure. And, and you can always DTS. measure. You can always measure just by tapping tab. It's, you're just like you're just constantly checking. When the reality is, you you just in, in the real game, you just kind of like you just do it, and you be like, okay, then we check. Sort of deal, and like you, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. And sure. and some of that has to do with like you know when you're playing, when you're playing normally on a, t- on a table, you kind of have a better eye for like what four inches is, what eight inches is, and you can kind of mm. have, move mm. with more confidence. Mm. Yeah. I find in TTS, I move with a lot like less little, confidence. like less confidence. Um, mm. And I, I just think- that's something I mess about, you know. And I'm not saying like oh, in in when we're when we're playing face to face games, we're not measuring four inches properly, and everyone's moving five inches, but. You knew you know for a fact that sometimes you you do just kind of measure and move because your your tape measure is never exactly like you know yeah, yeah. horizontal to the yeah, plane and and we just kind of wing it and it's fine. Yeah, but in TTS, it, fine, in TTS you know. it doesn't it doesn't allow for that kind of casual mm. casual play, I guess. Um, which to be, which yeah. is hard. I guess another part of that is just using five man links. Like and, the and reason five man links are hard is they're easy to use if you just leave them as like a, a tower defense and they just sit there. Sure, but yeah. if you actually mobilizing, that's when they're really difficult. That's when they're really difficult to use uh, when you're mobilizing them, like when you're trying to move them, because you you do have to kind of plan a little bit uh, who's going to be the link leader, where they're going to end up, and you got to be like two two orders ahead almost. And that's what Hector's got really good at as well. So he's he practices that. Oh, our but local I, I, Hector. Yeah, our local yeah, yeah. Our local uh, player. Yeah. So, but I had exactly the same thing when I first started using five man links where I'm like, I'm just not moving this thing. I'm just, it's too hard. So I just used to leave them and I used to run Harris's. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. So I guess so the moral of the story is, uh, yeah, run three man links, not five man. Or if you run five man, don't move them. Um, yeah, exactly all right, right. So yeah. I think we've we've talked for a fair bit on just oh, um, we have. It's just, our, like just our own hours, games. So Jesus we're gonna Christ. we're gonna move on really quickly. Yeah, um, uh, so anyway, th- those are our most recent games, listeners. Um, oh, wow. That's a little are. bit a little bit more uh, uh, so uh, recently if you've been uh, keeping up with our socials we've been we we got the Sirocast Vostok in and we were able to get our hands on it and play with it and we had a lot of fun um a lot of fun um cleaning it and prepping <laughs> it and melting it and, and stripping it and painting it and, and all that sort of stuff so thanks to everybody who sent in suggestions and what they wanted to see us do to it um uh, I, you're all you'll all be happy to know that it is it is back together again uh, i was able to glue, glue all the bits that i broke off um and it is currently with julian for painting so he is going to paint it up and at the moment we have a so just as a PSA we have a charity raffle on at the moment where it's five dollars per ticket and this raffle will run until the end of October and then um, a, a winner of the raffle will, will get a fully painted uh, Sirecast Vostok painted by you know the one the only Julian Jorgensen so um, Indeed. That'll, be, Indeed. That'll, that'll be great and oh and obviously the, the charity raffle is going to um lifeline australia or yeah. lifeline i guess i don't know if it's right. just a lifeline australia or not but um they're uh, essentially as a suicide prevention hotline um obviously during times of lockdown uh, it's a big stress yeah. on mental health so mm. we felt like that would be a worthwhile cause and again you there's no limitation on how many tickets you can purchase they're five dollars per ticket we've already had a few people buy four or five tickets each mm. in the hope that they can um win the vostok and also donate to a worthy cause yeah, and John's a really good painter. He is a great, he's a great painter. Yeah. For, for all the shit yeah. we pile on him, he's a fantastic painter. And you can actually check him out on Instagram. He does have um, an Instagram mm. handle. I think it's called Julian Painting or Julian Jorgensen Painting. And he, he does yeah. a lot of Legion, Star Wars Legion stuff. But 
the the whites he gets on those stormtroopers is crisp. So oh, no, really, good. really, no, yeah, yeah, really, really he's, nice. He's awesome. No, yeah. it's good. Uh, it's a weather cause for sure. Now, well done, you guys. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, so hopefully that'll be done by the end of October. Uh, Julian uh, was wanting to make it the end of September, but as I think some of you listeners know, Julian has recently become a father, so we figured we'd give him an extra month to get uh, uh, to get that yeah. painted up for us. Uh, All right, so we'll move on to news now. So um, as we mentioned earlier, uh, CB has a design competition uh, end of September, getting a a custom mission. I've got a couple that I've sent in previously uh, under white noise competition, so I might try to rejig them for IPS. How'd they go? I didn't win, but okay, that's fine. That's what I want. I want you to say that's I fine. Did, I didn't win, but no, I think I did get a, I did get a, a shout out. I think from one mm. of the CB people. Oh, I think nice. it was, I got uh, ribbons. I got ribbons in primary school for participating. So that's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe on a future episode we can talk about some some ideas for that. And then um, as a, as a little bit of a side, uh, the Dire Foes mission has been released as well as a PDF. Uh, for the Xandu Rush or Xanadu Zan- Rush and I, and I wanted to mention it for a couple of reasons uh, one, because I played the Direfoes missions now um, a couple of times uh, um, and actually they're really fun they're awesome uh, the, 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 they're the awesome. latest ones, like I used to play the old old ones but mm. the, the last three that we've had for Code 1 mm. are extremely fun and they're actually they're not far off being like ITS playable mm. and we really just need to throw classifieds in they're good, they're good um, but I, I I wanted to mention it because I haven't, and this might just be me because I haven't read much of the fluff. But um, because it's um, Bakunin or Bakunin, mm-hmm. um, Corregidor versus Cosmoflot, mm-hmm. and it's Jazz and Billy versus Caden First Strike. But like they were friends, right? They were on the Defiance together. So I was like, oh, yes. why are they why are they fighting each other? So like I read the the story of the Xanadu Rush, mm-hmm. and um, it's all like it's part of it is there's um. There's this, there's this virus that's gotten out, and it's starting to kill um, uh, golden bears on um, dawn. So golden bears are basically what these are essentially like the bear version of antipodes on dawn. Oh. And, it's, and and they've and to get bear pods or to get the Polaris team, they they've gotten Bakunin to genetically modify the golden bears to turn them into these Polaris teams. And it's super questionable, like ethics around it as well, like because it's it's not it's like genetics engineering and and, yeah. and like yeah, splicing 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 DNA from fetuses and it's yeah, not yeah. ideal. And like the only reason why it's allowed through is because O twelve is like, well, Kamai Nami are right here, so if we don't get our genetically modified bears right now, we're dead. So, yeah, right. Um, so I yeah, but it was it was like it was really cool. Like, I was like, I really want to see Sounds what these golden, as well, yeah, what these golden bears look like. Um, yeah. But I liked it as well because the mission itself reminds me a bit of Hunting Party, which was like a kind of like a, pol- a polarizing mission in ITS was. eleven. Was. Um, but I, I enjoyed it because it was one of those. Was it was quite different, you know. Um, it was. But it was you guys should check as well. it out. It was difficult. It was another difficult mission. It was a difficult mission, but you should you should check it out. It is only code one. Like the rules are only written for code one, as in like the scoring and stuff. But it wouldn't yeah. be very difficult again to change it to mm. um, N four and then. And then not difficult even on top of that to like add a classified to it. So uh, guys, check it out. Yeah, Xanadu Rush. Um, yep. Also, there's a little bit about that as well because the splendor of Xanadu is a nor- nomad orbital, which relates back to something about a mission, something about a poem, and I've forgotten about what it is now. But anyway, look it up. It's fun. All right. Nice. Um, yeah, is there anything else you want to mention about news? 
Uh, news. What else has been in the news? Um, no, I'm just really, I think everyone's really. Um, I got my Crimson Stone coming soon. Um, and that, looking forward to that. I'm really keen to see the Polaris team. I think everyone's just yeah frothing for it. So yeah, that's that's my that's the only thing I'm really focused on. Yeah, cool. Um, you said you wanted to mention something about uh TD. Oh, that's just, uh, about the uh, new store. Yeah, yeah. So oh, so yeah. So one of the things I really want to plug or I mention is the uh, Throw the Dice. Our local game store down in Geelong have moved next door and they've got a bigger store now, a bigger space, and they can fit up to 16, 20 players in at once and it's just an amazing space like a big upgrade and we're all loving it unfortunately we only got to enjoy like two or three weeks in there before we got locked down again uh so just want to i guess uh give a shout out to them so anybody who's listening who might not be aware of them check them out um especially during lockdown if anyone's buying anything cb and wants to support local obviously you might have your own local stores but if you don't and if you don't mind waiting a little bit longer Go go! Uh, make an order through throw the dice. Any support at the moment would really help them as well. So that's a, and yeah, got plenty of Infinity stock there as well. So yeah, yeah, that's a good point actually because I was thinking about this the other day. I think I might be listening to an episode of Meta Chemistry and they were talking about um, <laughs> you're just doing my way for me at this point about <laughs> about uh, doing about uh, getting you getting new players into the game and and uh, you know the value of like a local uh, oh, gaming store huge and and I was thinking well we don't. Uh, and they're actually somewhat well. One of the hosts was somewhat critical of of local gaming stores actually even bothering to stock Infinity these days, uh, because of like the I guess you know if you can think of like House of War that has like heaps and heaps and heaps of old blisters that no one's going to buy anymore, um, and General Games and Mel and, and Malvin that had you know that's like been basically giving away blisters, but I don't think that's going to be necessarily true now. With the I'm hoping it won't be as true now with the advent of Code One, right? So. You know, if they can if they can stock like more uh, um, targeted items to customers, then that because like you know, it's still it's still a lifeblood, right? It's still how people get into the game. Because at it the is. moment, if if Melbourne were to open its doors tomorrow, I can't think of a single store right now that's stocking Infinity like up to date Infinity. Like House of R stocking like has got old stuff and it has some relatively new stuff. But all the other stores, they're not stocking in Infinity. Put it this way. Put it this way. If physical stores didn't work to get players in, GW wouldn't have any stores open, would it? Like, yeah. it obviously, it's obviously the main way to attract players, right? Having that place to play, place to buy the product right there and then. It Obviously, there's definitely value in it to pick up new players, to introduce new players. 100%. One of the one of the things Gutier and Bostre have both talked about is they've specific, very been very specific in the way they've changed the packaging for Code One to make it as obvious for the uh, for the retailers as well as the customers of what you should buy, uh, what's the newest stuff, and what you should buy, and what goes with what. So that's why they have the booster pack A, booster pack B. And the fashion and the and the boxes, right? It's, just, it's to make it as easy as possible for people to walk in and know what to buy and know what to stock. So, mm. you know, I'm in full agreement with you. I think uh, having local stores stocking product is so much easier to get. It's so in. I think it's still so important. Like that is how we manage mm. to. Like I know people can be like, oh, but it's so much cheaper. Like you know, go to Toy Soldier and order. I like sure it can be cheaper, but like if you've gotten and like uh, sure, like I would say to like a new player. You know, mm. Saber in, in House of War back in the mm. back in the old back in the before mm. times, right? Mm-hmm. You know, who's maybe just just given them a demo, 
and they're interested in a faction and we go and we walk down the wall of all the blisters and all the army packs and they say oh i want to i want to get but they can physically hold it in their hand they might not they might not end up buying it necessarily from from that store but like because it's there they can touch it they can feel it they can they can see it they might pick something up but then you know they might then go to total soldier imports and buy more stuff like more in bulk stuff but like the odd um you know the odd blister or the odd um like support pack or remotes pack mm. or or the or the starter packs like the mm. the action packs that their cb are doing now that are kind of marketed as code one mm-hmm. are yeah. vital i think for these small stores to, to absolutely you know and and i know i guess it's i guess it can be still hard for a, a small store to know what games to stock because obviously they're going to stock warhammer right yeah, and they're going to stock course. magic, and mm-hmm. they're going to stock, and then, but then, like, what do they stock after that? Do they stock Infinity? Oh, yeah. Do they stock Malifaux? Yeah. Do they stock board games? You know, it's that is hard. But well, you they guys have to stock you, what's being played. But you I got think. yeah, exactly. You guys have a very strong Infinity community there, right? So you mm. can definitely, you know, you know that you'll be doing. Is it Richard? Yeah, Richard. That's right. You'll be doing him a service. So he he'll be buying mm-hmm. stuff because it'll fly mm-hmm. off the shelf immediately. Right, um, which is much better than than not having it or having a store that doesn't sell Infinity and people buying it all online. Exactly, and one of the things going back to like the relation between the store they can have with the Toysology imports, what the store can do to limit their exposure is, in my opinion, is have starter sets, right? Have starter sets so people can have that demo, have that excitement, and capitalize on that excitement by buying that starter. And then there's still room for Toy Soldier Import to have the wider range, so that way the store doesn't have to uh, risk having that old stock. But they can yeah. have the entry level sale, right? That entry level sale where they buy the, the remotes, which are always useful, or the starters, right? Yeah. So those things are always going to be useful. But then if somebody wants, you know, that not a sepulcher or whatever, or like uh, or that one model, instead of having that on your shelf, hoping somebody might buy it because they uh, they can go to Toy, you know, the store can avoid taking the risk on that and then the player can go to the Toysology Import. Well, Toysology yeah. Import has been integral to helping um, support Infinity Tournaments and they've done a lot of work but at the same time there's going to be like a balance between players supporting their local and supporting the online merchant as well. Yeah, so the, it's the only difficult thing one. I'd say I guess to counter that a little bit is mm. is stores that maybe stock these big ticket items like mm. these um, army packs, these remote mm. packs, these tag mm. packs and things like that is they have to be careful that Players might only players will only buy them once, yes. and even then, those action packs sometimes aren't that great. Like they really? might be like I well, I don't think this is like I don't think CBS have had a home run in every action pack they've released. You know, sometimes Ooh. they'll release an action pack and you'll be like, "Cool, I like," you know, really, it's half half of the miniatures in here or something I will use in every game. Oh, okay, sure. So I just, I just, I just think that like they also have to be careful. They also have to be careful about how much of those things they stock because then they may, they may sit on the shelf for for a while longer. Like that's where I think, I think blisters is still very important to have on a okay. shelf right. in a in, in a local game store because like even when I used to run events, mm. I would love to just like pull a blister off the shelf and give mm-hmm. it away as a price support. Okay, you know, yeah, it's, nice. you know, it's yeah, more affordable yeah. than giving yeah. away a a fifty dollar remote pack or a sixty dollar. Uh, tag having a fifteen dollar yep. um, blister, but that's where the important thing comes in is where is how CB how CB or how stores target which blisters are good, which blisters are, which is then comes back to the the players, the locals who are like, make sure you've got a couple of Usha McNeils, right? Because they're because sure. any Ariadna player is going to have that. Like, don't mm. have don't have like don't have like twenty. Um, I don't know. Uh, of the old Asawira or I'm just trying yeah, to think yeah. things on top of my yeah. head, 
right? Have those really don't have, useful, yeah. have the Andromeda, you know, make sure there's Andromeda. Don't have the locust. Make sure, yeah, don't, yeah, have don't, the don't have the locust, right? Make sure yeah. there's like a Libertos or make sure there's, um, I'm just looking at models I've got on my shelf. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you've got like the... Three avatars at least, right? So Yeah, like you got these miniatures that like mm. the locals will tell you, this is like, this is a popular yeah. miniature. You know, anyone getting into the game would want this miniature. I think, I also think, to be honest, um, I think House of War had a really good approach. They eventually just started getting the blisters of the new releases. So always have the new releases. Have the like the last three months worth of new releases. Yes. And then kind of have those key models like you mentioned, which are like faction really specific, which are really useful in factions. And then have the starter so players can enter the game. And I think that's awesome. Uh, uh, a physical store should really risk on i i don't know that's yeah yeah and i I may have made that that post recently about uh, on wgc where i was a bit lamenting the fact that cb haven't gone and and put like available in code one on on every blister that's available in code Uh, one like i know and i know from a logistical point of view they can't do that on everything but like i say like you know i just received the new usha mcneil through the mail who Mm. has only been out for a few months and definitely after code one's been released for a while yeah, the true. packaging the one, packaging yeah. has changed. Oh, sorry. I guess Usha McNeil is relatively new because Ariadne only just got dropped. But mm-hmm. it's been out since what? When was that? We're talking a couple of months at least. And yeah. I know the packaging's changed because the back of the blister, like the orange back yeah. of the blister, has changed to Infinity of the Universe. Oh, so I know so that. So yeah. we know that's new. We know that's new. Okay. So, so why not? Why not then also say compatible with Code One? That's right? good. That's a good point. That's which good then, point. then, yeah, yeah. which then shows retailers going, well, all these models are available in Code One. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. essentials. Maybe we, you know, right. we, we, we throw a few of those blisters in because at the moment, if you look through the Code One uh, releases, they've got, mm-hmm. like you say, they've got the army pack, the uh, booster pack. Yep. You know, they're all expansions. The only, yeah. the only model that is a single release model outside of the tag is mm-hmm. the hero. Is the hero, uh, is the yeah. hero? Everything else is like three models or more yeah yeah, yeah. so if you okay. you know see so, so for code one you can't buy single models unless you buy the hero model and then every mm-hmm. other model you have to know if it's it's in code one or not well that's true that's true yeah. and, I, and i'm not saying that's like a big criticism like i'm sure like sure like it's not that big a deal but if if, yeah. if a new retailer is like richard's wanting to mm-hmm. stock new infinity releases how you know without looking at the release schedule which mm-hmm. uh, the new releases which we know yeah. from history can be really difficult to actually discern because um, you can almost have to kind of go to the distributor's website to find out what the new releases are. You can't go mm. there necessarily to the CB website. You have to go to their Facebook page. And you have to scroll, look for the photos to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not always that easy. It would be nice to have like, also, these are all available in Code 1. All right, cool. I'll just mm. buy all those. And then have yeah, them. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's kind of what they've done with our other packages. So, yeah, they probably should follow suit with their blisters as well. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying necessarily change them all to the same colors code on, but just at least have mm. something that says because you know when you you know because it does say like um you know like an RSDA figure is mm. compatible with N4, so That's just true. say if an N4 figure is compatible with Code One. Yep, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, absolutely. I don't know. People, I know sure. people don't give a shit about Code One, but moving on. Yeah. Moving on. Um. God, yeah, this is gonna be a long episode, right? <laughs> Keep going on fucking tangents. Yeah, um, my bad. Right, so uh, we'll we'll, ble- we'll we'll breeze through these upcoming events because there aren't going to be any. Um, sure. <laughs> so no retreat. We've already said is now a league online. Um, ben has now uh, uh, started um, registrations for um, Operation Cool Breeze, which will be hosted mm-hmm. after no retreat finishes, mm-hmm. uh, which will be a four hundred point league. 
um, and registrations uh, close on the 24th of September. So there's no, That's I don't huge. think there's missions for it yet, but it's 400 points, 15 orders. That's going to be so much fun. So I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be so many tags. It's going to be great. Um, it's going to be so many hackers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tags and haggers. That's what it'll be. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. That'll, that'll, be, that'll be real fun. I was actually looking at um, Hackers Lamb list today and seeing how many Emirates I could fit in. Um, <laughs> uh, Burn City Brawl, uh, 11th to 12th of September. I don't think the official announcement's gone out yet, but um, it will be postponed because we are still in lockdown and will be for the next two months Good probably. While. Um, so uh, sorry to everybody who's um, signed up for that at the moment um, I'm sure you're all aware it probably wasn't going to go ahead next week uh, we don't have a date for it a new date for it yet because we just don't know what's happening with the pandemics but we aren't cancelling we are just postponing so hopefully in yeah. November we can run something um, um, what a way to celebrate though right finishing well, this yeah. lockdown and then just having a five uh, two day tournament would be amazing oh, i hope uh-huh. so i really really hope so so but we don't know we're not gonna we're not gonna put promises it'll be in november it might be december hell it could be next year stay uh, stay abreast of the updates on facebook um we 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 we're we're confident we'll run something mm-hmm. um and we just not not sure when yet um uh, so thank you all for your patience. And then, as I think has already been mentioned, Brisbane Open is hopefully going to be running on the 6th and 7th of November, although I don't know who from outside of Brisbane will be able to go to it, um, mm. being one of the few states left in the country that hasn't had any cases. More like a Brisbane closed, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, but um, so oh, help, sorry, everyone. So help the guys in Transmission Matrix or go to the Facebook page for uh, details on that. All right, guys. I've forgotten about all the other stuff I've put in this episode before we even get to the main event. So um, I <laughs> the August challenge is over because we are now into September. So thank you to everybody for um, submitting your entries to that challenge. It was the Code 1 challenge. And I was really, really, like, so happy with the amount of um, uh, submissions we had, entries we had for it. Uh, We we ended up with eight entries, um, people playing Mm -hmm. Code 1. And there was definitely a common thread among them all in that there was um, a lot of the players who wrote in were uh, were new players or they were veteran players who haven't played the game in a while or they were, like, busy, you know, busy dads... Um, you know, with 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 kids who couldn't, you know, couldn't um, dedicate like three hours of their night to go play a game. Mm. Um, so a lot of people wrote in saying they had a really fun, you know, really fun night with their friend playing like an hour online, you know, playing an hour of Code One, uh, you know, twenty five points or fifteen points, mm. and um, it just seemed to scratch the itch, which was which was excellent. So yeah, Lachlan and Chris Streets both entered, didn't they? They're both. They did. uh, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, and they both play with their their kids, which is. Yeah, Which that's great. That's oh. yeah, that's right. So I'm just trying to bring up the actual, the actual document, but for some reason it is not working. Uh, oh, what if any of them ran like a jodem against their child? Well, um, <laughs> I know for a fact that Lachlan cheated against his own child because um, he put one of his models into suppressive fire, which and then told him that's not a rule uh, in Code One. But that was that was another common thread was that a lot of people who. Um, have been playing who had played N4 before Code 1 got a lot of the rules wrong because they expected things to be in mm-hmm. there so suppressive mm-hmm. fire 
Um, and guts, guts, um, the big guts, one. Guts, guts, um, command tokens, things like that. I'm like, guys, did you read the rules? And they're like, yeah, we did. We had a cursory glance. We just it was like less rules, but we didn't know what oh, what rules were less. Um, Only Lachlan's profession would like you know being, uh, emphasize, being yeah, being a little <laughs> emphasize trying to remember things. But yeah, never mind. But you know, it was it was really good to see yeah, people playing with their kids, um, uh, and and just like having having fun with it. Um, mm. There was some mm. some good feedback, mostly like you say around guts. Um, that seems to be a universal house rule that people will put in to make oh. the game a bit more. Oh, what's up? What's up? Uh, my internet's being unstable, so if I disconnect or freeze, just keep going on without me. I'll jump back in if anything happens. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah so in the end, uh, Chris Streets uh, won. Hey, so he, he got up. Um, he's going to get a blister of his choice from the people over at Toy Soldier Imports. Um, and yeah, it was really, it was really fun. Um, it was really good to see a different, different types of players come out. And write in and and generally be very positive about the game. Yeah, that's good. Um, because like it is, it is a game that CB release and and I know we often talk more about this game in the um in the competitive aspect, but um, as we said earlier about narrative games, like this game as well, you know, plays very well into like a sort of simple narrative um format. Um, and it's again, malleable, and it's, it's a game malleable. that can be played played in under an hour. So yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks to everybody for for that, um, which mm-hmm. means we move on to September challenge. Mm-hmm. And if you may have noticed yesterday, I think I put up the post. So this month's challenge is the Alpha Strike. So go hard or go home. Um, as we were discussing earlier, um, I'm, I'm trying to experiment with Alpha Strikes using Rama, uh, which mm-hmm. is, you know, the glassiest of glass cla- glass cannons. But yeah. I'm having fun with it. So yeah, guys, um, yeah, get out there, play play some games, uh, build a list that kind of is designed to hit hard and hit first, like hit hard and hit first, um, and then just see see what happens. You know, you may already be a, a player who's comfortable playing alpha strikes, um, but, you know, if you're not, then this will be a perfect challenge for you. Mm. And even if it is some, even, even if you are comfortable with it, it might be, you know, an excuse to, you know, to try to go even harder or, um, you know, really, like, really top, you know, really make a top-heavy list that has, like, a lot of um, pieces that can attack from different angles first, and and see and see you know just basically see what happens. Um, again, again, so probably don't just, do this in. Hmm? Yeah, I was gonna say probably don't do this in a demo game or anything like that. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Sure. I mean, like you know, have a you know play it with a friend. Um, as we sort of say, don't necessarily tell them this is what you're doing the yeah. challenge because it may telegraph what you know you tend to do mm-hmm. just uh you know take the lists with the intention and, and this this applies to any mission as well so there are some missions out there that tend to um favor going second like frontline acquisition mm-hmm. things like that um if you play if you roll up to a game and you get acquisition and you win the face to face and you win the whip roll just just choose to go first like push yourself into that uncomfortable feeling of like oh i'm gonna have to go first and it kind of and see how it changes the way you think. I know in your in our gaming in Firefight, I'm not comfortable going first necessarily, but mm. I did build this list with the intention to go first. That's why I had the two Nahab and the yep. aggressive Mukhtar Harris. Absolutely. Um, and it was fun and it worked. But you know, it doesn't always work. Sometimes you, um, you know, you hit you hit a wall and your 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 strike is blunted. So again, write about that. Write what write about what happens when you fail that alpha strike. What happens when you when you run a fidei into a link team and you lay a shotgun down and everything dodges and passes its armor save, and then you do it with the second fidei and the same fidei dies as well. And then you're like, well, that's it. That's my alpha strike over. 
you know, talk about how you kind of recovered from that if you did recover from it. And um, yeah, yeah. And do you think the game's over there and then, or do you think there is like yeah. Infinity has room to recover? Like, yeah. So, and I guess, it, it, can you switch the focus to objectives and can that keep you in the game? Sort of thing, right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah exactly. Because we know like ITS and, and, and Infinity in general is, is very mission, you know, it's quite mission based game. So, mm-hmm. you know, once you have like dealt the blow to your opponent like you know make sure you've got the ability to still complete the mission because i know numerous occasions getting my head kicked in and you know eking out a draw or even a narrow victory just because i got my classified done and he didn't yep, so absolutely. Um, yeah so anyway for the month of september uh check that uh, check this out um send in your battle reports or essays to us at loss of lieutenant at gmail.com and a random winner will be drawn at the end of the month Oh, all right. So that's uh, about an hour and a half in of footage. So we're going to have a quick break and then we're going to yeah. jump into talking about Tagra. Tag, tag, Tagra. Fuck. Oh, Tagrade. Tagrade. <laughs> wait, so uh, I was going to say, we don't have to talk about Tagrade. I haven't actually seen the video. I just lied so I could get on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we're going we're, we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna talk about it. So um, no, we're just going to have a quick... Okay, Jesus. All right, we're just going to have a quick break and then we'll be right back. All right, guys, yeah. welcome back. Um, we are going to finish off the show with the main segment, even though I guess the main segment of this episode has been a, just a giant tangent. Um, <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about Tigrade. So uh, Tigrade, was that last night it came out? Or last uh, night? 31st. Tuesday, Tuesday. I'm forgetting yeah. what day it is. Lockdown does it to you, doesn't it? Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, how did you feel about, or what was your... Uh, first impressions, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it a lot. Um, the guys, the guys um, locally, we've kind of wanted find, uh, something that we can kind of play together uh, at the same time. Like Infinity is great; it's pretty intense though, and like sometimes you just want something where everyone can partake. So this is perfect. So yeah, we anticipated this a little bit with Deathmatch, like we talked about earlier, but this is just going to be awesome. It just looks, it looks good. Yeah, and what what um so obviously we had the the Twitch uh, live stream. Um, what what did you think about that? Uh, sort of just let, let's like break it down in a few different areas. Sure. What did you think of the actual Twitch stream itself? Like of the of the demo. Like yeah, the- I thought yeah, I like I like what they're doing. I, I think they're really clever. As they're really using as many avenues as they can to reach out to their market, right? So they're using Twitch, they're using um, Lost Lieutenant like Discords and like other Discords that they jump into and they post stuff on. Um, I liked it. It was cool to see the guys behind the scenes, like the people who bring us the game kind of interacting. And obviously we know Bostra's personality very well from all the videos and Halloween to a degree. But it's cool seeing like the other people involved as well. And the yeah. models were beautiful. And I think I think that they did a, that you can see they did a lot of prep in the in the presentation because you have to keep in mind it was live and they had the cars coming on the on the on the I thing. Like I thought that. I thought it was good. I, I, I thought like it that was a lot. really good. Yeah, the, the the cards and the and the bringing up the different profiles so you could see what they were talking about because because sometimes during the demo I felt like um, even though the you know obviously you can only fit so many things on screen 
Yeah, I find it very difficult to really see, you know, the you know the close end of the models because obviously they were showing the four players like playing over like a yeah. game and yeah and 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 things like that. Um, uh, so that sometimes felt like that was like, oh, what's going on? Oh, they're just kind of rolling dice. But I did like how they would come up with a card showing you like, oh, I picked up a rifle. This mm. is what the rifle does. Or oh, the the mega beast has come. This is what the mega beast does. So yeah. I liked that a lot. That was that was nice. You could see that, and I was taking screenshots of it. So I could remind myself what everything was. Um, now, I think I think you could follow the flow of the game reasonably well. You obviously couldn't get into the close details, right? But you definitely could follow the flow of the game and you can understand the mechanics because, like you said, they put up the cards and they have that stuff ready. So you yeah. understood how the game worked, right? And they explained it Which sort is- of that it's like an infinity code one system. So it's still going to yeah, have yeah, the yeah, 20s, still going to have the yeah. arrows, face-to-face rolls, that kind of thing. Very familiar, um, absolutely, absolutely. It was. I the Mega Beast looked awesome, by the way. Like that thing is huge, but like it looked really cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, keep, for me. yeah. You, um, tell me, yeah, tell me, so... tell me a little bit. No, tell me a little bit more about because well, I'll, I'll get into my thoughts. Maybe once you've kind of, I don't know, just, yeah, told me what you think. So basically, what I really enjoyed was that, like, you can see straight away. It's a bit more of a beer and pretzel game to a yeah. point but it still has that very cb design where it's got layers you can see straight away it's got layers to it and like they haven't even announced half the stuff that's going to be possible with it right when so layers do you want to just elaborate on what you mean by that yes yeah, so you can see the different attachments you can get you can have upgrades which can be prepared coming into the battle as well from the sounds of it um each tag has like special skills um so and then and like there's uh and obviously they they were very careful with like you could see at the end of the game the scores were pretty close so the, like like so there's obviously like a natural balance to the game where no one was kind of getting way out in front um or anything like that uh and then they've also got like the tiebreakers with the two different minerals as well so there there's definitely a lot of thought into this game as that has been put into this game i feel and i think it's going to be really fun but it's also going to be a game where you can literally sit down with four friends and just have some laughs and just slay a, a worm and shoot each other in the back when you yeah. spawn so, so, <laughs> so, so when you when you talked about the minerals so obviously you you're here is they're mining tesium so i noticed they had like the blue uh, mm-hmm. the cubes i guess of yep. uh, tesium but then there were some purple ones as well is that what they're yep. talking about the, the, the tiebreakers or something that's right so that's right. what bostria bostria's um uh only claim to fame was that uh, eugene wasn't doing so well but he was holding on to the fact that he had the purple mineral mm-hmm. which was worth more because it broke ties so so i think uh so i think the blue minerals um were, so they're both worth one victory point but yeah. if you had like five blue minerals and the other person had four blue minerals and one purple that would be the tiebreaker because right. you both have five victory points, but one of them you had the K Razzle or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, stuff. so you can see like there's like there's, there's like you, there's just from that quick demo that you can see there's levels of depth to it, and then there's gonna be prospectors and who knows what else. And if you can have prospectors and dudes, can you have two models? Will there be different things? Will it be always the Mega Beast as the warm, or will it be the Megalodron, or will it be anything? Who knows, yeah, they, right? They, they did. They did hint that the um that the mega beast wasn't really even the biggest thing that that might be in this exactly. game. I thought, exactly. oh, you're kidding. Whoa. Yeah, absolutely. You're like really, like how much bigger does that thing need to be? Um, mm. but it was huge. I think it was massive. It was. It was huge. I I liked. So when I was I was, I was watching it live. Um, 
And um, I like that things respawn because I wasn't sure how they were yeah. going to deal with that, right? You know, you know you're dead, you're out the game, but respawning was 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 good, right? So it keeps you in the game and you don't really lose too much. It's not like you come back and you're damaged. You just lose um, whatever you're carrying. I think, you know, if, mm-hmm. you, if you pick up like a whole bunch of yeah. loot, then you drop mm-hmm. that. But at least it keeps you in the game and, and like, you know, I think in like Aristea, you know, when you come on the bench and you come down with less energy, yeah, that you doesn't happen. More. You just kind of, you know, just like a, like a, like a death match. Like a death match. Yeah, you just respawn. Um, mm. So I, I like that. I felt like when I was watching it, though, it just felt mm. kind of vanilla, you know, like everybody was kind of, okay, I move and I shoot you. Okay, mm-hmm. you take a wound. All right, mm-hmm. I'll shoot you again. All right, you're dead. All right, next mm-hmm. guy. Okay, I'll move and I'll shoot you in the back because you're facing the wrong way. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll do it again. And it mm-hmm. was kind of like a lot of that. Or like, and then interspace in there was like, I'll move, pick up this loot. Oh, I've got a new gun. I'll shoot mm-hmm. you with it. There was this, It was just like everything was just like, and I know that is kind of part of the game, right, is you're moving and you're shooting because you're playing a deathmatch. Move, shoot, oh. move, shoot. Mm-hmm. And occasionally someone would evade. Um. But I felt like, I was like, oh, okay, is there anything else you can do? Like, you know, yeah, okay, gotcha. I, I guess there was like some combat. There was some like running the CC and like smashing you with my big hands, mm. um, which is which is cool. Like, but again, it's, and, and also because a lot of the time, like the dice was kind of, it felt like um, there was quite low rolling. Like sometimes you were rolling one dice and your opponent was rolling one dice and you're like, meh. And then, but then maybe you're rolling like three, and they're rolling one, which is, yeah. you know, I guess it's that, that's infinity for you. But there wasn't. It's not like you know Aristea, right? When you've got like, okay, I'll shoot that's you, but, I'm, but I've got this like, I've got this card that'll let me to re-roll this one, and also when you get hit, you take another damage, or you get pushed back, or you know the guy next to you now can't attack, or whatever. Right? I didn't see any of that kind of like cool chaining stuff, which I was maybe thinking I might see. But that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. I, that level of depth, I don't think this is what they're aiming for. Right. I think that game, I think this game is more like something more, a little bit more casual because Aristea is super deep. Infinity is super deep. Defiance, I haven't really played with, but I suspect it'd have some layers to it as well. I think on the surface, this game has a lot more entry level approach where you can sit down, beer pretzels, and you can take it pretty, uh, pretty casually. But like I, like I said, I think there's upgrades and things that you can have attached to your, your, your guy before you enter the game. So you can kind of gear up your tags to do certain things, I think, in the, I think mm. in the full rules, which will give you a bit more, um, I guess, authority or a bit more, I guess, um, flavor, flavor or, or, yeah, a variety of what you can do rather than just spawn and shoot like you're saying, right? Yeah. I think there's definitely, that's definitely there. But I think just for the basic mechanics they wanted to introduce, and to show how it plays, I think they did a very vanilla. And even then, there was uh, there was definitely tax. I don't think anyone was really playing to win. Everyone was just kind of playing to kind of do the most obvious thing without overthinking it because yeah, for, it was for, just uh, a demo. Was it, was it Cora? Like she just kept dying. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly. Like, she got yeah. like to do nothing. Um, one well, mm-hmm. it was a question I asked in the Twitch stream because I thought again. You know, mm-hmm. using a Aristea as a reference. Um, maybe I shouldn't be using Aristea as a reference, but I was thinking that every round the order would change. But apparently, yes. it only changes if you draw a card that says so. Yep. Events yep. happen. They so yep. I was like, okay, well, at least there is some malleability in that order. Because if you're always player four, that's going to be it. It could get boring, right? 
you know, if you're always the last player, but like, mm. you know, if, if every round or if every time you draw an event card, you know, it changes the order, then that, that mm. creates dynamic, 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 it becomes more dynamic, more fluid, yeah, yeah, sure. you know, because mm-hmm. you can't always rely that, oh, my turn's next, you know, oh, you've got yes, to the end yes. of the, you know, Val, you're the last player, oh, I'm the first player, I'm mm. going next. Um, it would be nice to have this thing where like, oh, I don't know, am I going to be next? Yeah. And you can't make that, you can't make those like assertions, which I think, I so, would have liked to see that happen. With that, one thing I noticed with that, um, actually going deathmatch, the infinity deathmatch that we did casually, one of the things where it slowed down the most was determining turn order at the start of the turn. So what right. we did was roll dice and doing initial rolls at the start of every turn. That really stopped the flow. So I actually much prefer how they've done it, where it's just a, something done at the start of the game and it's a set order and only sometimes it changes okay. it just keeps the game flowing a lot more so with Aristea there's a really big tactical aspect of it where you sure, design yeah. your cards whilst in this you just want the game flowing you want ever and like mm. same with the spawns where people are coming straight back in so and yeah. they're arrowing straight away they're never out of the game same with this you don't want it to be stopping for maintenance you just want to be going and going and going you just want to like constant action i think that's, that's kind point. of that i like what that. Aiming. Yeah. yeah i like that and I, I, I like the fact that there might be a card that will change it because again you can never know when that's going to happen yes um, again yeah. there's like you know an event card the mega beast will will appear now and then it suddenly changes you know everything everything, everything mm. goes out the window um and i like how as well how the mega beast again doesn't get a turn necessarily but whenever you activate it has essentially it arrows yes um, yes which means that you know you're constantly at threat you know you're constantly threatened by it Mm-hmm. which is good too and that also adds to the flow again because there's nobody having to be like okay what does the mega base do now or who's going to action the mega base this time or who's going to roll for the mega base right mm-hmm. it's just it's just kind of like it's there but it's not playing an active role it's kind of like a reactive role so yeah it just makes the game kind of flow and just keeps the players as the agents as much as possible i i know that's what i got from it but... yeah no I, I and i like that and i liked how it had like only certain places where it could pop up from as well and you don't have yes. to worry about it moving you know across the board because then it, you know adds you know um adds more three complex, you can, com- yeah. complexity to it as well mm. um, i reckon yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun i think it's yeah what did you... and it's very different to defiance in the sense that oh, defiance yeah, you kind of want to like, get a group and you guys kind of want to map out a couple of sessions together and like kind of progress like through D&D it and kind of have, where yeah. this one more is more your board yes. game your, yeah your, yeah you know, shop your... to the shop it's like hey guys you want to throw down some uh tag raid and just kind of like get a group of four of you just sit around talk shit and just have a real casual night and mm-hmm. go late i think i think i uh, look i'm really keen on it to be honest so okay what did you yeah. think about the fact that the plastics were made in china so it's all pvc not sidecast Oh, uh, yeah, I was surprised, to be honest. Me too. Um, I would have thought yeah. that they would be... I mean, sure, the Mega Beast can't be Sirecast, but the tags, I thought they would be... They could be Sirecast. Yeah, I, I guess if they're doing one, they may as well do one. Well, I don't know. I'm sure it's like... I'm sure they have pricing points for for that, why they're doing that. Sure. Um, but yeah, I was surprised as well. I thought the one of the big things, the reason they got all that technology was so they could like really keep as much in-house as possible. But yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I guess that's yeah. I don't know. We'll. I don't think it's we'll bad. Like, you know, I've got the Megalodron here from Defiance, which is PVC that's made in China, and I think the quality on that's pretty. You know, is great. People who compare it to the old Aristea stuff, I think you know they need to be careful. You know, because it's a different scale, and also that was made. That was Aristea was made like five years ago, or something. Or yeah, wasn't it? Like, it was a long. Like I thought it wasn't out that long, but it it, it was out not long after I started playing this game. 
And I'm still trying to recruit players for that bloody game. Um, so no, but like, um, yeah, you're you're right. Look, I, look, I think I think at this point, I think it's fair to say quality is not something you have to worry about with CB. Like, they're always going to have quality miniatures. Mm. I really, there's their misses have been so few and far between, in my opinion. Um, that like, well, the I, mean, Aris- I don't know if you're an Wild authority. On, Aris- I'm not sure you're a, you're an authority on on misses, given that you're. Favorite, given some of your favorite miniatures, foul. I'm sorry, but Mendoza, the flaming me, Mendoza me is still a great. Wow, I fucking love that daddy Mendoza. He's, I'm sorry, I get it, I get it. It's 240k and it's too fantasy and it's way out. It doesn't make sense. It's all in, in, in the Infinity Universe. But if you look at the model closely, it is well sculpted. It is well detailed. It is a great model, and I don't care about what any of you say. That's why we love you, Val. Um, so, um, the two what did you, what, so besides, besides, um, just uh, going back to you, sorry, w- sure. with your impression of attack rate, obviously you weren't thrilled about the fact that, you know, that there wasn't too much that you saw going on. What did you like about the game though? So that was, that was, that was obviously your, um, um yeah. So I, I, what did I like about it? So, uh, it, I liked, okay. So. There's two orders per activation of uh, mm-hmm. tag, which is good. It means you know if you, you know, had one order, then you'd be like move, shoot, and then that's you that's finish it. your game, uh, your turn. Um, I liked how like the all the different cards will will add some depth to it and and some surprises to it. Like I'm thinking, um, uh, playing uh, I sometimes play the Walking Dead miniatures game still, and that, yes. that's quite fun because you you go and look cards, and sometimes you'll pull out a grenade, or sometimes you'll pull out. Uh, an old gun and sometimes you'll pull, you'll pull out a zombie and you just don't know what you're going to pull out of there and it could mm. be great and it could be terrible and it could really swing the game and it makes it very fun so i liked mm. you know so i like how they're doing that um i did like it i did think it was very pretty i think that the, yes. the, the, the there's a lot of effort gone into the tiles and the cards look really nice and like i like mm-hmm. even how they've gone to those little uh, blue tesium cubes they look yes. really cool yes. um you know i like the quality of that um um uh, but and it and I think one of the problems, one of the issues, it's not an issue as such, it's, it's something that I'm constantly in the back of my mind thinking, right, CB are, have made all these different games. Like, right? mm-hmm. They've made Aristea, Defiance, mm-hmm. and now Tagrade. Mm-hmm. And I want to like these games for what for the games themselves. But with me, and I'm going to hazard a guess, the majority of people who are invested in this game are all like, cool, so how does it translate to N4? Yeah. And, and it kind of bums me a bit. Like, I th- I'm sure that CB have gone into this knowing that that's the case, and that's where they're going to get most of the sales from. So it kind of makes me, I look at Tagrade, and I'm like, how much of this can I use in N4? Not that much. I'm not going to invest in it because they have said that there will be N4 profiles for these models, but I'm yeah, kind of skeptical as to how useful they're going to be. Mm. And also, do I need to buy Tagrade or can I just wait for you to get it, Val, and take the the Nomad one or something, you know, or pay for the mm. Nomad one? Yeah, kind that's of, kind of similar to Defiance in many ways. Mm. Um, but I don't like, I don't, I'm not comfortable with the fact that CB's last three endeavors have um, really just been about, for the players, has been, how can I incorporate this into N4? 
It's like, you know, it, it's it's like it's like when someone gives you, uh, it's like I'm trying to think of an analogy when someone like your grandmother gives you a present and you open it and like what's inside is you don't like it, but the the um the packaging you can use for the next present like it's yeah just people are kind yeah. of not really that fussed about the contents they want like the stuff that helps them play n4 yeah which makes me kind of go oh i don't like, i don't know how to feel about it i guess get kind of well i don't know if it's a problem for, i don't know if it's cb are the problem there or if it's the community or if it's uh the fact that infinity is so good that it's a double-edged sword for them right because they're making all these great games like there's no doubt aris day is a great game like there's no it doubt in my game. mind I love it's, it's great fucking amazing game it's a really well done game but if it competed for infinity time and people like infinity is just so good it's something i've been playing for so long mm-hmm. i'm not going to give it up so then eventually cb had to um uh succumb to the pressure and start making stuff Ariste and infinity cross like cross platform well i'm sure they were always going to do that anyway i don't think they were i really I, I think like that, that was, was part forced. of their marketing strike part of their strategy but i, I really don't but like, but yeah. but like you know but oh i sorry like i mean i'm talking about the skins you know, like the um, the Lax- like the Lakshmi skin and stuff. Like, you know, I understand what you mean, though. The like having Wild Bill and and stuff in as ITS packs. Uh, I mm. guess that just you know kind of makes it a broader broader appeal. Mm. But um, yeah, I, I, sorry, carry on. Yeah, no. So I I, I don't know. I look. I think I think it's I think they're stuck in a hard place. I think they feel they have to because that's the expectation from the Infinity community because they're so rabid for Infinity that they're like, I'll only buy this. Because I'm interested in the game to a degree, but I'm more interested in what it'll give me in N4. But I don't know if that's like a, I, I don't know if it's like it's a mentality shift that's got to happen in the community to it be like, hey, happen, this is, still, yeah, I don't think it will happen. And I guess the tricky part for uh, for uh, for uh, yes, Corpus Belly is like, how do they get their, these great games out to a wider market than just Infinity players who are just bonkers about Infinity? So they're stuck in a, between a bit of a rock and hard place there as well because I'm sure this game is going to be good. I'm sure if it's anything like Aris, anything like Infinity, they're great game designers. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So I, I just worry that well, not worry, but mm-hmm. if if that's what they're constantly going to have to be coming up against is the majority of the community, or when I say the majority, of course I'm not speaking as the majority here. Yeah. Um, I'm just talking about people who I know. Yeah. Um, they're they're first question and even when you know when tagery got first released first question was will the tags be playable in n4 of course like people yeah. like if if cb were to produce a game tomorrow and say none of these things are available in n4 no one would buy it well a lot <laughs> like, less but yeah yeah like, exactly like, yeah. i mean okay I, i'm it's hyper- exactly I, mean, right, I, I get it, I the get majority it. people would not buy this game yeah, and that's sad, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, like, I don't know. The other thing is, I guess everyone's got so many games they haven't played, so many games they've bought that they haven't had a time to play that maybe it's like, oh, I'm not going to add this to my collection. But at least having that fact that Infinity is, you can use it for Infinity, kind of ju- may help them justify it in their mind. Like, yeah. Oh, maybe I'll play it one day, but the worst case sure, scenario, it's I can smart. Use it it's just smart for them to do that. Mm. But it, it kind of still bums me a little bit where, yeah. you know, I'm looking at this tag raid through the lens of how will it benefit my N4? Yeah, nah, for sure. And do Mm. I need four new plastic tag miniatures? My answer is no. Do I want the prospector? Yeah. But am I going to spend $300 for a prospector? Probably not. However, I will spend some of that money on that new terrain. Yeah. Because they did say it was the same um, style as the Code 1 stuff. 
There you uh, have it, looks, it. And it looks cool because it's it's kind of like shipping containers and it's these kind of like dome things, mm, um, mm. like barns or whatever, you, I don't know how you call them. Yeah. Uh, and they would look fantastic on a table, like alongside all that other stuff. So obviously I'm not going to invest uh, back it just for that terrain. But if that terrain comes <laughs> Something out... Something for everyone, yeah. If that terrain comes out and someone doesn't want it, then mm. bring it over my way, please. Um, yeah, yeah. I'd be really excited sure. with that. So, um, yeah, I mean, they have said they're going to be in four profiles. Mm. I don't know how much that is just like a carrot to the, to the community. Yeah, um, yeah. And how many more tags will be released? I guess we'll have to wait for it to launch and find out what the stretch goals are. And then you can you can use the existing tags in it potentially as well. They said they depending did, on the stretch. They sure. did they did say that. Yeah, they did. That's going to that. be cool. That's going to be interesting as well. But to be honest, who knows? Maybe once we're out of lockdown, right? Maybe we don't. Maybe we're just going to want to like, like just hang out and play games together and just like start re-socializing. So it could it could I don't know. I don't know. I'm certainly backing it. Um, I think the guys in Geelong, um, Chris, Dean, uh, George, and Dan are all keen to pl- uh, going to be keen to play it. So I don't know. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I have positive uh, outlooks on it. So that's me. Sure. No, I mean it's not for everybody. It's. I don't think yeah. it's going to be for me. I'm not convinced. I'm going to back this. I don't think it's because I think it's a bad game. I just don't think it's. It. Unfortunately, I'm looking for something that's going to help. You know, in four, mm. and it's not. Yeah, because like I've got Defiance, I've got the second wave of Defiance. I've put yeah. together the core set, that's it, and I haven't painted. I've painted like two miniatures out of it, yeah. and um, I don't see myself really playing Defiance. Like not because I don't think Defiance is good. I, I like so it. You have I, no it, friends. It, I have no friends. <laughs> exactly. Like no one likes me, and um, I have no friends. I've tried getting some people um, into playing games like that, and they're like, no. So I need you guys, but you know we're all locked up, so I don't yeah, see when that's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, um, it is hard. Exactly. Yeah, that's so when I see this game come out, I'm like, well, that's going to sit on my shelf and do nothing, mm. except for maybe I'll paint a couple of tags. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's a tough one. It's no, it's a tough one. But yeah, but I mean, but, I'll I'll definitely come to, come around to your place when we're allowed to. Yeah, man, absolutely. Then. And you can bring defiance as well. We can do a defiance session. I'd love that. I mean, like, if absolutely. you want to help me put them to put together the models, then sure. <laughs> you got some time in lockdown. You can get uh, that done, man. <laughs> I've got to do. Um, uh, what else do we want no, to discuss good. on it? So we've got the info profiles. There's expansions, more mm-hmm. tags, bigger stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. The prospector model. What do you think of that prospector model? Looks cool. It looks um. What's that? Uh, Edge of tomorrow. Yeah, very. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I, liked it. She's got some big hair going on. Like, I kind of like the. Um, um, I don't know. Is I that... sort of looked at her like, "Get away from her, you bitch." Um, <laughs> yeah, the alien Ripley. So it? I can imagine there might be. Yeah, there will definitely be other types of uh, prospector models coming out. So oh, yeah, that'll be nice. And then the TTS mod. That's what I'm waiting for. I was hoping that would have already have dropped, that we can try it and then maybe mm-hmm. get me a bit more excited about the game. Um, I love that they're doing that. I think that'll be sometime later in September. Yeah, yeah. There um, you go. I'm if you want to organize, yeah, how about we do that? Um, yeah, no, we definitely do that. Definitely. 100%. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you can get um, the other host as well. And then if I make the cut still, um, I'll play I'll play along. That'll be fun. Hey, mate, if you play your um, cards right, we'll, we'll just we'll just drop one of the other hosts. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, just keep it on the download. Don't don't tell the other guys. I don't think anybody would get to this point of this, uh, the podcast anyway. So I think we can say anything at this point. <laughs> we can we start springing up the next and then nobody would. Yeah, because the house is turned off now because we started talking about Tigrade and everyone's like, no, oh, this is for a podcast i really um, think they would have t- turned off when we start talking about um my more atlas i think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um uh do you we mentioned something on touch on death mo- death match mode 
Oh yeah, deathmatch. So once we kind of have a fire, once we finalize the rules for it, um, if you guys don't mind sharing it for us, that'd be that'd be awesome because um, Chris Melican is done the Google uh, Doc, and mm-hmm. it really is a lot of fun. Oh yeah. So um, back to what we talked about at the start of the show there with the with the actual uh, Infinity Deathmatch. Yeah, the Infinity Deathmatch we kind of um, homebrewed with uh, with some inspiration from Tag Raid and other previous. Um, How big of a some... table do you play that on, by the way? Forty-eight inch, yeah. So full table. Oh, it's a full yeah. table. Okay. Yeah, right. full table, right? So and literally, so the deployment zones are done like the N three um, drop troopers, where like you just scatter from the middle of the board, and then you have oh. then you have those uh, then you have those like smoke template size um, deployment zones. You got like five of them. And then you just number them off, uh, and then when you come back to spawn, you just roll a dice. So very similar to tag raid, we anticipated quite a lot from the tag raid thing. So that was interesting, right? Um, and and do you get two two activations a turn as well. That, that was a tricky part. We were just doing one activation, so you didn't really get around the board, and you didn't do very much. So what Chris came up with was an idea: if your first order was to move, move, mm-hmm. then you get a second order. So if you did nothing with your first order other than move, then you you get a second order. But if right. you move, shoot. Or move dodge, or move pick up panoply, or move drop a mine, whatever. Then you don't get a second order. But if right. you just move move for your first one, then yeah, you can get a second one. You only get to just like shoot once per turn, essentially. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And then you line up your AROs, or you're doing whatever. So okay. yeah, and who knows? You know what you could potentially even do? You could even do like uh, another mode, which I thought of. You remember that movie, The One, with Jet Li? Yeah. So you know how he kill, he goes to d- different like uh, universes and kills himself and becomes stronger and stronger because he's yeah. eliminating. You could do like that. The Highlander, with... yeah. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, so Highlander. Okay, well, sorry. but not the Highlander, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I, I get the, you. The Colonel one, yeah. Yeah, right. Um, uh, so, but basically, the same thing with the Infinity Deathmatch. But the thing is, every time you kill somebody, you um, you get an extra order. Oh. oh right, so well, all of a sudden, that's yeah, like so that... snow, it feels like snowballing. Oh, absolutely. But like, you know, so, so, I don't know you can do heaps of different like modes and you can you can really mix it up. Uh it it really does feel like like a, a first person shooter. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind having that because I'm I'm thinking back to my like I know everyone talks about, you know, I don't know, Quake or, or, or mm-hmm. Goldeneye, but like per- Perfect Dark was my was my childhood. That was my uh... every Saturday afternoon um or Saturday Saturday all day was yes. four four player death, four player split screen death match of Perfect Dark. And um the idea was just to like mine mine the crap out of a room and then just hole up in it and be like, come at me, bro. Come at me. <laughs> it was GoldenEye. It was like proximity mines for days, right? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I guess you could do that in GoldenEye too, but I guess you didn't have bots in um, GoldenEye and we used, to, we used to play with bots. Uh, you know, yeah. And you used to have a mode where you could make the bots like really, really dumb. Um, and they were called meat sims and they were just like they had they had no like coordination they just run around the board um but they they were so they were so i can't remember they were so dumb no we there were meat sims and they weren't allowed to use weapons so it's essentially like the zombie apocalypse they're just coming up and they just like chop you they just chop you with their hands but they're really bad at it and (laughs) it was like it was shooting fish in a barrel but the whole idea was you just like mine up the door with mines and, and just watch just, them come and through, and then just like stand there at the door, and then like watch them all come through, and then just shoot them whatever didn't get killed by the mines. Oh, um, so that yeah, I've, you so could really, you could you could yeah, fun memories. You could easily do a zombie mod to that Infinity Deathmatch thing easily. Right. Yeah, it'd be really yeah. I think yeah, I think there's definitely some mechanics and some ideas we could play around with. That'd be that'd be fun for sure. Cool. And it, it and it would be a really nice change of pace to like the ITS sort of style of play we've been playing for so long, right? 
So I'd be I'd be open to it for sure. Yeah, I mean, and I think um, the the conversation about um, you know all the different modes and and non ITS style, I think is um, it's come at it's come at a, it's come at an annoying time in some ways because we've had what six months pretty much of no COVID here in Australia. So we've had you know pretty much January through to no, was it November last year through to mm. pretty much May of this year with mm. like pretty much zero COVID. So we've been able yeah. to have lots of face-to-face games. But mm. I still I still feel like there's still a hunger in the community to play Sport more. And to, to, to play more tournaments, to play mm. more traveling tournaments and things like that. And I think had we had that ability to play more traveling events or more big events, we might be more inclined to want to play these like more fun beer and pretzel style events. But I feel like now lockdowns forced us back inside again. I feel like we're going to want to go back out and play more ITS and more tournaments when we can again. I, at least that's my, my, my feeling. I feel like we're all going to be missing it so much that we're not going to want to play Infinity Deathmatch. Right. You're absolutely right. Um, I guess what you're, I guess what you're getting at is the fact that N4 dropped. We got a taste of it because we were all starting to get our feet in it, right? Starting to get a feel around for it. We had a couple of tournaments, and then we got locked down again. So once we come out, we all we're going to want to do is play N4 and play the ITS and explore the edition even further. Yeah, yeah, right? I think, yeah. I, th- I think so. And we've got ITS we're 13 kind of just around the corner as well. So it'll be interesting to see what happens mm. there. Uh, we've only got TTS to keep us occupied. Uh, ben and I were having the discussion about maybe reviving the Inf- uh, Infinity Fantasy Draft uh, that we yeah, did yeah, a couple of years ago because that was hell of fun. Um, but I don't know, again, like the appetite for it because ITS. Mm. But if we're stuck at home anyway playing on TTS, then Infinity Fantasy Draft might actually be a great excuse because TTS means that you can run whatever yeah. the hell you like. Yeah, yeah, TTS is the perfect thing to do it on because you don't have to have the right models for it, right? You don't have the proxy. Yeah. You can just load them up. So, yeah, that's actually that's actually really perfect. Um, yeah, perfect, uh, I guess, medium for it. And so, also yeah. we could do the draft online. Sorry, we probably should just end the show and talk about this afterwards. But, like, we're just chatting but, at this point. <laughs> but we could, like, it would be easier to do the fa- to do the draft online, right? Because we could just do it on Zoom or on mm. Google Meets or whatever we're doing on right now. Um, yeah. and like we could have people from all over the world uh, participate in it rather than you know having only from our own community so uh, true. so stay Absolutely. tuned folks there might be an, uh, another uh, loss of lieutenant infinity fantasy draft coming around the corner for, for yeah that's actually good. pretty cool yeah right um, um, that'd be the long term listeners who would remember that episode right yeah so, actually I was yeah. looking at I was looking at the old episode it was 20, it was actually only 2019 so it wasn't that long ago I felt like it was like, feels a long time ago, a long time ago that was, feels a long time yeah, yeah 20, like it was mid 2019 I think when we did it so yeah. um, alright well is there anything else we want to talk about on Tiger Aid uh, no no uh, just big shout out to obviously uh, everyone in the Finney community in Australia um, try yeah Keep your spirits up, I guess. Well, I can't, just can't wait to play games with you with everyone again. Really? Yeah, me neither. Oh, um, also, just mm-hmm. um, hot off the press, mm-hmm. uh, Infinity the game has just announced on Discord. ITS thirteen starts on the fifth of October. Ah, uh, so that's how they're doing the missions. That's yeah, question, right. So there you go. That's some, so it's that's not some, a big publicity hot, stunt. Hot news, um, mm. which no one will hear until tomorrow anyway. <laughs> that's all I get us up online. Um, that's, that's of October. Okay, so that's later than it normally would be. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. That's right. mid, you know, early, which is why we were planning BCB around this time. Yes. Um, yes. Not that it's happening anymore. 
So right. basically, it might be ITS 13 then. Uh, well, it definitely will be now, yeah, because we won't we won't be uh, out of this by October, so we'll be talking November, December at this rate. Unless that shipment of ivermectin comes in, of course. <laughs> I'm just trying to get this podcast cancelled on like on Spotify at this point. Stop saying ivermectin <laughs> on the, online. Oh fuck! Anyway, mate. Um, look, thank you very much. Good night uh, from me, Kevin. It's <laughs> good night from me, and it's good night from him. All right. Um, thanks very much. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Val. Um, filling in for uh, a host again. It's always good to hang out and and chat to you. Um, it's been a pleasure. Amazing. All right. Well, um, thanks for listening to Loss of Lieutenant. Uh, I've been Kevin, and I've been Val. Good night.